You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Welcome to Ring Post Radio. I'm Ryan Nightsy. I attempted to chug a soda, and I'm dying now. Uh, it's a new year. <laughs> it's a new year, and the attitude is the same. Your boys are back, uh, ready, willing, and able, and Gable to uh, always Gable, always Gable uh, to to hit you with everything in the world of professional wrestling. If this is your first time joining us with this episode of ring post radio we of course thank you for joining us uh we're here every single week every single sunday typically in the mornings but today we got a special fun afternoon episode this isn't ring post radio nights it's ring post radio afternoons and instead of a beer i drink a nice cherry coca-cola um i am your host ryan knightsey um we are entering i think our is this our second year officially or is this our third second full year second full year at doing the show we start at the end of 2021 ah oh, yes yes we did it was, it was yeah the fall of 2021 or something like that um yeah. but yeah no we're we're entering 2023 happy new year folks at home we hope you were uh now finally uh alleviated from your hangover from from new year's eve uh, watching Dick Clark's uh, Ryan Seacrest show. Um, what else can I talk about? Ring Post Radio over here. Let's talk about wrestling. We've got a big old you show. Introduce me. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, join me on commentary. As always, is the man, the myth, the legend, the Bostonian himself, Scotty Edwards. Scotty, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. It's, it's a new year. Uh, you know, 2022 is now in the past we look forward to so much amazing wrestling in the coming weeks and coming months and hopefully all throughout the year you know i i honestly think 2022 is the best full year of wrestling i ever watched in terms of in-ring stuff um just unbelievable quality week in and week out and i i I really do think 2023 can be that much better i mean it feels like everyone's trying to step up right and uh, that's that's exciting. I'm very excited for this show today. This is going to be like probably our longest episode ever. I thought about it earlier. I was like, we're going to talk for an hour and a half before Chris Samson comes on to do the Wrestle Kingdom preview. And that will be long. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm willing. I'm Gable. Yeah. Um, this is, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. This was such a good past week of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And we're heading into maybe an even better week. So yeah, plus we're coming back from not recording last week, so we have all this pent up energy. I'm all jazzed up. <laughs> I'm jazzed up, ready. I'm all jazzed to go. up, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Scotty said, we have a big show ahead of us. Uh, we are going to talk about some news bits, as we always do up top. Big news. We're going to talk about the. We're gonna, I, you, go ahead. I want everyone to know that me and Ryan recorded something this past week. That hasn't released yet. No. And we said, oh, there hasn't been that much news. There might be some news this week. Yeah, after we recorded it, we were like, there has been a lot of news. So I don't know what we'll come up with. We got plenty. We got plenty. Within the three days since. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we got some news. Also, Happy there. New Year. Happy New Year, of course. Um, we got some news. 
we got we're gonna announce the nominations for the count out ah. 2022 year end awards which will they, those will go live probably after this episode is done streaming which and when you, he says we he means he's going to go through that i'm gonna just nod well you you can give your you'll give your thoughts on uh uh these these I'll nominations say, talk who's about wrong and who's right talk about talk up the nominations instead of just your nominations um <laughs> <laughs> uh we're going to talk about stardom dream queendom we're going to talk about noah the new year or at least some of the card from noah new year uh yeah, the, uh, the second half yeah and a little a little newsworthy of a show i would say <laughs> tiny amount of newsworthiness um and then uh we'll take a brief intermission we don't typically do this on our streams and whatnot it'll cut out in the actual podcast but we'll take a brief intermission and when we come back we will be uh, recording with Chris Samsa, the Chris Samsa, uh, the guy that does all the stats and analytics for New Japan's English Color Commentary Team. Uh, he will be joining us to preview Wrestle Kingdom 17, uh, so that should be very good. He's got stats galore, and I'm excited. Um, without further ado, I say we get into it with some of the news. Scotty, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. So let's start off talking about the guy that broke our uh, our, our souls and saying that we thought there would be no news. The guy that broke our hearts and announcing what this news was. Let's talk about our guy, our main man, a guy that you and I love, Mr. Dragon Lee. So, at the AAA Noche de Capones event, I'll say, the Night of Champions event. Night of Champions. <laughs> uh, after teaming with Jalista Dakota to defeat FDR for the AAA Tag Team titles. Also, uh, did you see the match? I thought it was a nice little match. Um, No. I, I saw the ratings on a cage match, and I got scared and ran away. Yeah, it was a nice nice little match. Doesn't wasn't too wasn't too hot. Um, but after that, after winning the titles, Dragon Lee announced that he has signed with WWE and it is starting in January. Uh, it was confirmed on Twitter with, through Triple H. That's today. That is today. <laughs> he is a technically with WWE right now. Uh, it was confirmed with, from Triple H saying that an unbelievable athlete who has collected accolades and held championships across the globe, and he's just getting started. The next chapter of Dragon Lee's career begins with NXT. Uh, so... <laughs> So there's some thoughts there. Dragon Lee also spoke with ESPN saying he hopes to be the next Rey Mysterio and said he spoke with Finn Balor. And Finn Balor was basically the guy that got him into WWE. Uh, on Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer said that the deal with WWE and Dragon Lee was finalized several weeks ago. And that it seems like AAA wants to try and work with WWE as sort of a partnership. Because, of course, they are. They're AAA. WWE's interest in Dragon Lee peaked during the August Dynamite Trios match where Dragon Lee teamed up with Roosh and uh, uh, Andrade to face the Elite. Um, while he worked that match without an AEW contract, following the match, he was both offered a WWE and AEW contract. Dragon Lee took WWE's offer, um, and he is making, according to Dave Meltzer, making well above NXT-level money, but not main roster money. He essentially, now if Mandy Rose gone, he will be the guy that is making the most amount of money in NXT. He also signed a three-year deal with WWE. So a lot of news I just threw out there, Scotty, but Dragon Lee, he's officially going with WWE. He's officially there right now. Thoughts on Dragon Lee, uh, thoughts on his secured bag and his future with Papa H. May 29th, 2022. That is the day that Roosh debuted in AEW. So since that moment, 
AEW's had a chance to bring this guy in. I'm I'm just I'm saying this right now. It was until August they brought him in, and once they brought him in, AEW is like you know what? They supposedly offered them a contract. I don't know when that was, but WWE saw him and they were like, "Oh, this guy's good." Yeah, no shit, he's good. Um, he's one of the best in the world. Uh, I, I'm I'm both sad but also happy, and and here's why. I'm sad because I want him in AEW, obviously, right? I want him in AEW. I was happy they got Bandito. I was really excited for possibility of having you know all these luchadors in AEW. But I'm happy because I'm gonna have a place to see Dragon Lee finally. Like, like, let's let's think about that. We've gone like two years pretty much without getting really to see Dragon Lee against top talent. He was in Ring of Honor, but he wasn't always wrestling in Ring of Honor last year. You know, obviously they went under. Sorry, two years ago now. Um, and then 2022 was a lost year for a guy that's one of the best in the world. Unless you watch AAA, which he wasn't in many big AAA matches. I'm sorry. He was stuck with Realistico, who I don't think all that, uh, personally. So, overall, I'm just happy. I'm just happy that I get to see Dragon Lee. I'm upset that he's going to WWE, because obviously I want him doing what Dragon Lee does in AEW and New Japan. But we kind of kind of got the idea that the uh, New Japan thing was probably never going to happen again because of, you know, the AAA stuff and CMLL, and that sucked. Here's, here's, here's the matter of fact now. There is no one that has a better shot at becoming the next Rey Mysterio for WWE than Dragon Lee. He is as good. He is that level. Yeah. That is what Dragon Lee is. And they made him a big deal right off the bat. They announced this via Twitter. They had HBK saying things. They had people giving reports to ESPN. They know this is a big deal, and I hope they feel that way. This guy needs to be the centerpiece of NXT while he's there. Yep. And then he needs to be the centerpiece of wherever you put him next. Yes. If this was a Vince McMahon signing, I'd have a lot more fear. But there seems like an emphasis here to make him count. And with how Walter, Gunther, whatever the hell you want to call him, wrestles, and like how he hasn't lost of what a lot of what made him him, I'm hopeful that happens with Dragon Lee. Yeah, it's a fascinating signing. And I'll I'll go I, I, also, I, what happens when he kills the uh, first row in full sail? Oh, yeah, he's going to destroy. They need to they need to expand that full sail barricade because it is going to be nasty. Um, uh, yeah, no. So I'll say I wouldn't say Rey Mysterio. I'll be so bold and say I think he has the potential to be the next Eddie Guerrero. Like that Listen, is either one's a win. Either one's a win. Either one's a win. <laughs> or maybe an amalgamation of the two. I think yeah. that he is someone that can totally be that. Mm. Um, the, the fear there is, I feel like they might try to put him up next to Dominic. <laughs> that immediately, <laughs> that fear immediately set in all of a sudden. But either way, I think he has the potential to be that because I think he has a star. Yes, I think he has the charisma, the skill level. He works well as a baby face. He works a fantastic as a baby face. He works great as a heel. Um, He's a very smug asshole as a heel. Um, I think he can do a great job in either role he's given, 
And so I think he has that potential almost to be an Eddie. I think, you know, they if you, you have an Eddie, but then the merchandise sales of the mask, you know, that's there's something there, right? I think that's sort of the move that you should really go for if I was WWE. The other thing that I find very interesting that I think uh, is sort of being forgotten is, you're right, uh, if I was a Vince thing, if this was a Vince thing, I'd be nervous. I'm still slightly nervous because it's still kind of a Vince Triple H amalgamation creative because you got Bruce Pritchard and stuff in there. Sure, sure, sure. the other thing that I think is vitally important that we're missing is it's not just a Vince or a Triple H signing. It's really Triple H's first signing that he has made from someone that hasn't been in WWE before, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. If I recall the gauntlet, he has... (laughs) Like twenty goddamn faces on there. Dragon Lee should be the whole gauntlet. Now. He should be the he should be the Thanos head. He should be Triple H's head. He, he should, should be just be Thanos. Uh, like if I'm not mistaken, everyone that's that's been on that gauntlet have all been people that are coming back to WWE, yeah. coming back from NXT or moving up from NXT. I, mean, have, I know we have rumored that Vincent's going in there. And yeah, you're right. Like that, there are rumors of those people, but this is the first guy that we know for confirmed that may have happened. September, you know, around September, October or something. Sure. Which also, I bring this up, The what is interesting as well is to think that this Dragon Lee stuff might be, the signing stuff might have been happening around the Bandito signing stuff. That's mm. something to think about which as well. Are, yeah, they wanted both of them. Yeah, that's that's something to think they, about. They, but yes, they've it's been the working. first, yes, it's, just finish my thought. Yeah. It's the first Triple H non-former WWE wrestler signing. And that, I think, is huge. He could have signed anyone, but he got Dragon Lee. I think that's very interesting. Yeah, he needs him to hit. Yes. and Triple H needs it to hit. And I'm pretty confident if anyone's going to hit for him, it's going to be Dragon Lee. Yeah. Because that's how good Dragon Lee is. I mean, you and me have sung his praises on the show without having matches to talk about him having on the show. Yeah. Um. He is so good that, like, I don't, I know ways you can ruin a guy, obviously, that wears a mask. You just take the mask off. Um, Please don't take the mask off. Which would be bad. And who knows what his name's going to be. But (laughs) God, I feel like it needs to be something with either Dragon or Lee in it, hopefully. Mm -hmm. You know, because he went by Ryu Lee for a while there, too, when he couldn't be Dragon Lee in uh, New Japan. Yeah. But ultimately, this needs to work. And they've been looking for the luchador, the lucha star, forever now. And they want to do NXT Mexico. Mm-hmm. They want to do all these things. This is your guy. Yeah. And if Triple and if Triple A sells out, not Triple H, Triple A sells out to try to partner with them, who knows what could happen, right? But uh, <laughs> huge get, obviously, huge get for WWE in all seriousness. Yeah, it's a, um, it is a great, fantastic job by Triple H here. I'm excited to see him in Axiom. That'd be pretty sick. Him and, uh, all right, that's it. <laughs> I mean, well, Carmel Hayes, the fact, that Breaker. He's also, the fact that he's also the highest paid guy, I fully believe he's going to be yeah. the guy that takes the title. From oh, he's the face of the company. Yeah. He's the face of the brand. I mean, yeah. um, give me him and Tyler Bate. Whoo, cook that, baby. Oh, man, that's the, <laughs> put that in a pot. Oh, hot damn. Man, that would be we'll, good. we'll have a, uh, we'll have a former black and gold brand main event right there. That's a that has potential to be. That's a spicy special. meatball. That's but spicy yeah, big meatball. big for Dragon Lee. I was not expecting this to be the news of the week. No, I'll say that. 
it is also interesting just just i'm just gonna i'm just gonna blue sky this thought here triple a wants to work with wwe wwe and nxt want to expand into other regions like south america like mexico what if they get a working relationship much akin to i don't know progress (laughs) was it icw uh, whatever other that actually might be a win if they get AAA on the network on Peacock because maybe they'll start shooting it and I don't have to see even worse production than WWE or or just camera cuts wise or, or Avengers. <laughs> what what do you think it is all possible that WWE buys AAA this is this is a the pebble huh. in the lake <laughs> I'll, I'll, I, that's, I like a, that's say, a huge blue sky thought is, well here's the thing AAA is gigantic right yeah. like it is a big thing in Mexico yes I'm not but never seen it, it. I wouldn't say it's like New Japan level for sure no but it's big yeah it's I mean, bigger than all of Japan it's bigger than like companies they almost have bought in the past yeah um it's like kind of like Noah. Yeah, I was gonna say Noah maybe bigger than Noah. I mean, it certainly has way more history. Yeah, uh, which is huge. It doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't have. I don't, either way, you get the point. It's big. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like to say never say never because yeah. AAA sounds like they're. You know, we know they're not smart. Um, but yeah, Dragon Lee, good for Dragon Lee. I'm excited to see Dragon Lee wrestle. That's like my biggest takeaway. It's like, oh, I get to see him wrestle more than once every four months. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's gonna be. I'm excited to see this. I think this is a good move. A I, reason to watch NXT is something I've been looking for. So no, whatever. Yeah, no, I'm excited for Dragon Lee. I I think obviously it's as much excitement I have. There is an arm's length distance. Oh, absolutely. I'm it's a WWE. That's the WWE like standard. You have to have the like. All right, well, yeah. Let's be careful here. But we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. I guess. For, uh, WWE and Dragon. Yeah, League. when he goes by dinosaur uh something, we'll be like, all right. Ricky Ricky the Dragon Lee Steamboat. Uh is that anything? Is that something? Nope. Is that anything? No. Next in the news. <laughs> uh with sad news, uh it was reported by uh actually Mike Tanay has reported this this news. It feels right that it he it feels it, it feels perfect. Uh former uh TNA announcer uh Don West has passed this week. His colleague, Mike Tanay announced it with a tweet. Just heard from his wife, Terry, that our brother, Don West, will be spending New Year's in heaven. Terry <laughs> Terry said D-Dub finally had the tap out from his match with Lafoma, uh, we bonded, which, which we knew about for a while. We bonded as soon as we met, both as broadcast partners and friends. Years of great moments, both on and off camera. And a lot of other people uh, have been basically spending the weekend uh, celebrating the career and the life of Don West. Uh, him and Mike Tanay, you know, when you think of the voices of Impact, voices of TNA, it's those two. You know, everything, you know, I, I don't know enough about Impact, but the main thread that I've read online about Don West's announcing career is basically he is someone that was an outsider, came in, did his own thing, and knocked it out of the park. And I think that is something that is should be commended as a fantastic announcer, and it is sad to see Don West pass away uh, and lose his battle with lymphoma. Uh, Scotty, how do you feel about uh, Don West's passing? I know a lot of people find him and Tanay to be their favorite commentary team. Um, I remember watching like clips from TNA and like they just had a great energy about them mm-hmm. as a combo that kind of connected you to the 
to whatever you were watching. I mean, obviously TNA didn't always have the best of the best, but they had some good moments. And I just remember those two. Um, anytime I'd watch clips or watch matches and, uh, he will be missed because he did make an impact. Um, no pun intended. Uh, what are you, Michael on Cole? a lot of people, and I think uh, I, you know, I did like that Michael Cole and AEW. They all paid mm-hmm. their respects to a guy that, you know, if you didn't watch TNA, you may not know him, but he made an impact in the right ways. Yeah, he like you said, he did it his own way, and uh, he will be missed. Yeah, sure, uh, he will be missed. He will surely be missed. Hard to kill. I think they'll probably pay attention uh give him a lot of uh well i know the name but in all seriousness it's like there's, I think some, there's something about him, that name that doesn't they'll give him a tribute i'm sure yeah and i don't know will... how many weeks of tv they have uh i'm sure all recorded some... already is my point yes they i they definitely don't have any more tamings because hard to kill is like so, next week I'm, or something yeah so i'm guessing hard to kill will be where they pay the most tribute i'm sure they'll will put out a video package because i remember they put out a fantastic video package when it was announced that he was battling lymphoma yeah. Um, so I'm sure they have another put, together one, yeah. put, put another breaking you know break glass in yeah. case of emergency video package that everyone typically has. It, no, and uh, I'll, you know it's interesting because you know unfortunately he's passed, but I will say that after a lot of bad years of commentary for Impact since Tanay and Don West have, I think they actually have a good team that yeah. you know you would you kind of wish would have followed those two in a lot of ways because it's like. You know, Josh Matthews and Matt Stryker were terrible. Yeah. Uh, but it's good to, like, you know, commentary in TNA is very important. Commentary in wrestling is very important. Um, I think people forget about that. But unless unless you're someone that, like, may – you know, I listen to Japanese commentary mm-hmm. at times for certain things, especially when the New Japan guys weren't there in person anymore. Um, but commentary goes a long way in helping the viewer, and uh, he was great at that. So – yeah, he was fantastic. Rest, rest in peace, Don West. Yes, rest in peace indeed. Um, let's move the show right f- ahead, and we will be and talking about the Countout Year End Awards. So uh, it's the end of the year, uh, or I guess the beginning of the new year, and uh, to celebrate that what the year that was 2022 in wrestling here over at Countout, uh, the Countout Network, uh, we have a bunch of uh, awards. This is our third time doing this. Uh, we have a bunch of awards. The ballot will be released uh, either today or tomorrow, uh, probably today. Um, but I'll, we'll have all the tweets and everything about it, and there will be a link in the episode description. But the ballot is out, and we have the nominations together. This has been nominations p- pulled from all over the podcasts on the Countout Network. Representatives from every podcast have come together to put the nominations together. We have different categories, and Scotty, I have it all in front of you here. I will announce them. Uh, and I'll we'll, you know just get your thoughts on all these uh, nominations. Um, but uh, this is how this award works. We have nine different categories. Uh, nominations were put forward by the Countout team. Each member was allowed to up to two nominations per category. In past years, it was three, but it quickly got out of hand. Uh, in each category, you can vote on who is first place, second place, and third place winners. First place will receive three points. Second place will receive two points. Third place, one point. Whichever nomination has the most points uh, at the end will be awarded the award. Um, uh, and I think that's it. Uh, the results will be announced on the $1 tier of the Countout Patreon, uh, uh, where you can join patreon.com forward slash countout. So that's where you can hear it. The formal announcements, the, the moments announced, 
And obviously, we'll talk about it on uh, Ring Post's radio once it gets announced. So, Scotty, you ready to hear what our categories are and what the nominations are for those categories? I am. Let's All right. Do it. So, Male Wrestler of the Year, we have uh, one, two, three, six nominations this year. Uh, the nominations are, in no particular order, I guess, uh, Roman Reigns, John Moxley, Will Ospreay, Kazuchika Okada, MJF, and Alex Shelley. Thoughts on those six nominations, Scotty? Good. It's a good group. It's a good core there. I uh, I don't disagree with that. I think it represents a lot of the world, um, a lot of the top parts of the world. You got the U.S. Indies represented with Shelley mm-hmm. and Impact. Mm-hmm. You got Japan represented, obviously. You got WWE uh, and AEW. So it makes a lot of sense to me. All right, perfect. Female Wrestler of the Year. Uh, we also have six nominations here. Britt, Bre- Britt Baker, Shuri, oh. Bianca Belair, Saya Kamatani, Julia, Jamie Hayter. Uh, half the field coming from stardom. Uh, you love to see with that. every single one except for one. Who's the person you don't agree with? I have a feeling now that I look at the nominations <laughs> again. Um, uh, Britt Baker, obviously. But I think the rest are great. I think Jamie Hayter absolutely should be in there. I think Bianca Belair should absolutely be in there. And you know my feelings about the stardom crew. So, yes. Um, how do you who uh, who would be your one, two, three of the stardom crew? Shuri, Julia, Kamatani, in order. There we go. Um, Tag team of the year is our third category. The nominations are uh, five nominations here. We have FTR, we have Aussie Open, we have Black Desire, we have the Usos, and we also have the Acclaimed. Everybody loves the acclaimed. Scotty, do you love the acclaimed in here? And what do you feel about the rest of the nominations? I think everyone belongs, but I do think that one team is missing. What what team do you think is missing? Did it make the cut? The Young Bucks. That's that was an interesting one. And that the Young Bucks didn't make the cut. I also thought that maybe someone would have nominated for the Elite, but no one nominated. Yeah, the elite. well, I think people don't do that because of trios, but uh-huh. like the Young Bucks had a great year with trios and tag team wrestling yeah i feel like that's enough but i understand why the acclaim made it obviously they're very popular they've done great work of becoming champions and whatnot i'm just a little little shocked no bucks of youth no yeah no bucks of youth i feel like based on like seeing people's nominations briscoe's not in are in here i understand why they're not in because like they didn't have a long year but I mean, they hit every time they had a match. <laughs> That's true. I think the reason the Bucks weren't... I think if people in Count Out were able to nominate three people, the Bucks might have gotten a nomination. But I think... Yeah, because, they definitely would have. I think because of the two, for a lot of people... They just picked the same. Well, yeah, FCR, there's, I mean. there is one per team in particular got a lot of nominations. I'm um, sure FTR walks away with it anyway, so it doesn't really matter. That is probably true, but we will find out what the fans of Count Out decide. Independent Wrestler of the Year, Masha Slamovich, Michael Oku, Mike Bailey, Alec Price, Cole Radrick, and Nick Wayne. Thoughts on that grouping uh, for Independent Wrestler of the Year? It's the right choice, though. I do find... I understand why Shelly's not in there because of Impact, but, like, that's has to be the reason he's nominated for Wrestler of the Year, so uh-huh. it's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's a good list. I, yeah, I did also think it was funny that Shelly was not someone nominated like, Shelly for wrestling like, year. He's but not, not nominated because of his stuff and impact. He hasn't done that much. Yeah, 
had that one good match with Alexander and a few good Motor City Machine Gun matches. Well, that, I was gonna, well the Jay White one was also really great. That was a great. That's match. true. That too. But like he's had a lot of great matches in indies. So yeah, that's true. But like I felt like with his uh, male nomination, he was a shoe in. But all right, good for Speedball though. I, I'm not saying he would be my pick, but he'd probably be my pick. Uh, like per- Masha Slamovich's best matches are in T- Impact too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or some of them. I don't. Know. Some of them. Uh, she she's had a lot of also I think good ones outside as well. I'm trying to remember. I'll take your word for it. It's okay. No, it's okay. I'm trying <laughs> to remember <laughs> any of them. Uh, promotion of the year: AEW, Rev Pro, GCW, Prestige Wrestling, and Stardom. Only one choice. <laughs> well, you got to pick three because it's first place, second place, third place. Uh, um, Stardom, AEW. I don't remember the rest. Rev Pro, GCW, Prestige. What I love about, I think, what's great about this promo- this category, and I, this is how I'll say it. <laughs> the most, this is how I'll say this, Scotty, in the most political way. I think what's great about Countout is that it serves a breadth of a crew of of fans. Um, so as someone that may not enjoy one company, there are a lot of people (laughs) that are, that are in the count out network or part of the count out network or fans of podcasts in the count out network that are fans of said company. Um, so I don't know um, what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm not talking about anything particular and there might be one company that we ranted about for an hour and, and never talked about them again. The third out of all those. I think Prestige has been a great one. I thought I love Rev Pro. I think they've been fantastic as well. Prestige I mean, Rev Pro also has been great. Osprey matches. If I had another pick, I probably would have done West Coast Pro. I would. I think they should have also. I would have picked Gleet. <laughs> I know you would have. I know you would have picked Gleet. Uh, I think I actually had them. I did a promotion myself. One second. Yeah, they were my third. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Uh, I gotta make this quick correction here, and then I will be good to go here. Okay, so this is match of the year for major promotion. How we do this is we have two different categories for matches of the year: major promotions that include uh, WWE, AEW, Triple uh, A, CMLL, New Japan, uh, Stardom. Uh, Stardom is actually a company that moved up to major promotion this year, uh, so that is pretty big. I think that's something that Scotty, you want to talk about them not going up the chain. Uh, that's something that you've been uh, pulling mean, for, for quite a while. I mean, they, they're, they're walking through companies in terms of growth. Like there's no one growing as fast as them. They're, yeah. They've been like their percentages of growth. The past like three years are up by like quadruple half the time. It's like ridiculous. Jesus so Christ. it's hard. It's hard to not be, a major promotion now when you're number two in Japan. I agree. But we have a couple nominations here. We have Osprey versus Okada at the G1 Climax Night 20. Uh, we have FTR versus Aussie Open at New Japan Royal Quest 2 Night 1. We have <laughs> Starlight Kid versus Azume. This is from Stardom Cinderella Journey. We have Julia versus Shuri from Stardom Dream Queendom, which we'll talk about later. Pretty, pretty good. We have The Elite versus United Empire from AEW Dynamite. Pretty, pretty good. <laughs> and then, then we'll have uh, Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay at AEW slash New Japan's Forbidden Door event. A good hidden gem of the year, truthfully. Yeah. It's been a lot about it's been a lot of wrestling this year. I have to call something a hidden gem. Yeah, that's uh that's that's a, a not I wouldn't I don't know if I'll say dark horse. 
I filled out a top 50 matches of the year, and that almost made my list, but it didn't because that's how good this year has been. So, oh, man. Here's um, my example. That's not a shot at whoever picked the match. It's just like. Yeah. There's been a, a lot, lot of wrestling. great matches that you and I have watched. <laughs> yeah. It's just a lot. It's a lot. But that's a great match. Like, I, I, I watched a clip of it the other day because I didn't want to rewatch it, and I couldn't because AEW's papers. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I was like, man, this was, I forgot how great this was. Uh, we also have, uh, for the match of the year, minor slash independent promotion. So this is all the indies. This is, um, you know, Tokyo Joshi Pro, else. Ring of Honor. Yeah, basically anything else. Uh, Rev Pro, just to name another one. Prestige, uh, GCW, any other company that uh, uh, is under that umbrella. That exists. Yes. So we have uh, FTR versus the Briscoes at Ring of Honor Super Card of Honor. This is. I feel like cheating. I feel like cheating. A little, a little <laughs> bit. A little bit. <laughs> we have Osprey versus Oku at Rev Pro High Stakes. That's not cheating. We have Shelly versus Bandito at Prestige Roseland 3, Night 2. Okay. Colby Carino versus Joel Bateman at uh, Sean, Sean Henderson, I believe, presents Injustice for All 2. This was a no-ropes no ropes barbed wire death match. Sounds we have um, Keji Muto versus Kaito Kiyomiya from Noah's Destination event. Yeah, baby. A Muto action, baby. We have Yamashita versus uh, Watanabe from Tokyo Joshi Pro's Tokyo Princess Cup Night 6. You can tell who I picked. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, we have Aussie Open versus uh, Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne from GCW The Art of War. Aussie and... Open to GCW. What's That's that? Crazy. Did you say Aussie Open? Yes, Aussie Open. I had no idea. Did, that was for one GCW event. If I'm not mistaken. And then we have Moriarty versus Takeshita uh, from Prestige New Reality. As the kids say, that's slept. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I think there are several nominations here that I think are missing. Uh, like I well, said, if we're counting all of Ring of Honor, then yeah, there's another Ring of Honor FTR versus <laughs> match that is very much missing. It just wasn't nominated. It wasn't nominated. Well, to be fair, I, I don't know. I I never thought ROH counted as everything else because it was just AEW to me. So, yeah, I uh, yeah, I will say that someone actually put Ring of Honor in the major categories, but that you know I just had to move them over, and it's fine. Uh, it wasn't you; it was someone else. Uh, but it was fine. Um, yeah, no, it just didn't make the cut for whatever reason for people. Um, breakout star of the year. So breakout star of the year is not really MVP, not really like a wrestler of the year category. This is sort of a, a wrestler that can be any sort of wrestler from any different level. Someone that has really stood out for you, um, in wrestling this year, really had a, had a breakout year, uh, in professional wrestling. So our list here goes as follows. We have speedball, Mike Bailey. We have starlight kid. We have Cole Radrick, Alec Price, Suzu Suzuki, Nick Wayne, Billy Starks, and Natsupoi. I like the list. I think it's a really, really good list. This is, oh, I think, I one of my favorite I feel like I lists. remember hearing Billy Starks on the list last year. <laughs> yeah, that that's something I have thought about doing. I thought she broke I thought she broke up more this year anyway, so I agree. Yes. I definitely remember. That that's what I thought about. I've I thought about Maybe for breakout star of the year, I should not allow back to back to back years. 
Uh, I think <laughs> Billy Starks has almost been on every single one. Uh, but every single year, she's getting more and more. She's breaking out better. more and more, but she's not really going better. downward. Um anyways um and then we have our special category um suzuki should win by the way <laughs> suzu suzuki <laughs> should win <laughs> uh i i mean yeah i would say that but then i also see starlight kid in there i'm like man starlight kid was all right all the stardom should win there okay <laughs> um and then we have our final nomination uh so final uh i'm trying to see what it was in 2020 i can't seem to find it so uh so our final nomination is a special category it changes every single year uh i believe 2020 was the lemonade award uh which you know what is the best moment or something that basically you created lemonade out of lemons um that that classic phrase you know taking being a shit ass shit sandwich or whatever fuck um last year was the forbidden door award for the best forbidden door-esque moment um and then this year is the teddy perkins award for the most surreal wrestling moment in 2022 uh so i thought this was thinking about this award and coming up with what this category was going to be i was trying to think about what was sort of the theme of this year you know 2020 was definitely trying to make the best of a shitty situation 2021 i thought was obviously the year of the forbidden door 2022 uh 2022 was filled with a lot of not like insanity that was happening so i felt like that was the best one so our nominations here for this award are rick flair's last match shibata what's that it's a fuck that thing (laughs) uh shibata versus orange cassidy on aew with mike tyson on commentary uh, Stone Cold yeah. Steve Austin wrestling in the main event of WrestleMania. Uh, Brawl Out. Uh, GCW selling out the Hammerstein Ballroom. Thought that was a pretty good one there. Cody Rhodes in WWE. Can I nominate the actual show that happened in the Hammerstein Ballroom? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cody Rhodes in WWE. Kenny Omega announces his return to New Japan. And Vince McMahon steps down. Uh, well i mean truthfully one of those should absolutely walk away with it (laughs) yeah you're right it is gcw selling out the hammerstein ballroom i agree that's not and i don't even think i dominated the vince one but like just just hearing all those it's like well i mean yeah yeah (laughs) guys that is definitely a very surreal moment in wrestling uh you know but i think there's a lot of good nominations there i think all up and across the board i think there's some stuff that's missing um but ultimately that's just a personal uh, take but i only had two nominations a lot of, i think there's a lot of great matches but i can only nominate essentially four so i uh, you know my hands were tied on that and my top two matches of the year were nominated you will say it again my top two matches of the year were nominated so I would hope so yeah. that they were nominated that you nominated them. <laughs> well, to be fair, I don't remember what I nominated because I thought that one of them would probably get in without me doing it. Mm. I might have so thought that as well for one of the Ring of Honor ones. Yeah, that, that might. One of them did thought. not get in for. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, just so happens. Um, just, just so happens. So yes, that is the year end awards. The poll, the the Google Forms poll will be out uh, later today. Uh, it will be there will be a link in the podcast episode description uh, when we talk about uh, so that you can vote and it'll be available for like two weeks. So go ahead and vote two weeks. Let's move on to stardom dream queendom. This was the year end show for stardom from 2022. Uh, this is typically a fantastic show. Uh, the, the end of all years. 
Uh, Scotty, how did you think overall Dream Queendom went? For a card that was a little underwhelming heading in, in terms of the rest, and when I say the rest, I mean the non-main event, um, I definitely think it overproduced, which, you know, that's kind of what Stardom does anyways. Um, it won't be my show of the year or anything, but for a card that is a bunch of outsiders going to get the Stardom roster, I thought it definitely delivered. Um, lots of good matches and then the main event which the main event's really all that mattered if the main event hits usually you could say it was a good show so thumbs up for me oh yeah i i think this was a pretty also, good the show. nine you beat the shit out of melt here and that was kind of sick so <laughs> it was it, it was it was dastardly um uh, well we'll talk about every no, match uh how do you want to do this from the beginning or from the end how do we typically do uh, we'll do it from the beginning so we just power through because you know we only have like 30 minutes to get through two shows that is true <laughs> uh did you watch the rumble the rambo i watched the whole show all right perfect so R- the R- rumble is bad there you go i was gonna say the winner of the rambo was someone doesn't even doesn't even written down it was um it was actually super strong stardom machine and super strong stardom giant machine which our Saida, Lady C. Yeah, there we go. Saida finally getting the respect she deserves. Under a mask. Tough. Yeah, I know. It's... <sighs> she then proceeded to lose later in the show. Get pinned, to be exact. <laughs> I, I'm so upset. Um, high-speed title match. Azume defeats Akari Shimizu. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, huh? I thought this was a really... I'm trying to remember this match because I... It's been a whirlwind. For, I don't. I didn't say this at the top of the show. I bought a house on Thursday, so it's been a yeah, whirlwind of the weekend. A little busy, a little busy, folks. <laughs> I've been a super busy. So, uh, uh, buying a house, coming back from Christmas, buying a house, and then trying to move in. Uh, so it's been a whirlwind of weekend. As, as everyone can see, he has not moved. Yet. No, I've not moved yet. Uh, maybe next week. I don't think it'd be next week. Maybe two weeks from now, there'll be. I'll be in a different room recording. Nice. So uh, we'll we'll see how that goes, but yes, Osme defeats Hikari Shimizu. Uh, this was, I think, the second time I've seen Shimizu wrestle, so I'm definitely newer to her because she doesn't obviously she's, she's not a she's not a stardom person. She's a a color person, right? Yeah, she is part of colors. Yes. Um, I thought she did really well here. I thought she was great. Uh, I I always think Osme is great, but I definitely think Shimizu had her own against Osme. I, I mean, I don't know enough about the high-speed divisions of, like, other uh, Joshi wrestlers. Let me just divisions. say, Shimizu's not a high-speed wrestler. Oh, perfect. Well, I don't know, so, I, I don't know enough go. about, like, other promotions, but I personally just think, like, Azume is, like, the pinnacle of high-speed Jeez. wrestling. Uh, <laughs> perfect. I'm glad I'm in line with the, the takes. Nowadays, she absolutely is. But I definitely think that this was, you know, I was not necessarily expecting anything because I don't know who Shimizu is too much. Um, but I think she definitely held her own, and this was a really, really good match uh, between her and Azume. Yeah, when- I thought it was great. It was um, high speed to the highest degree. Second best defense for me um, of Azume's reign, not counting the Starlight Kid match because that's what she won the title. Yeah, that Starlight Kid match was really good. <laughs> Yeah, that's the best one, but, you know, that wasn't a defense. And they're running it back this coming weekend, baby. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts about this match? No, no, really good. Here. Check it out. We're one of the better matches of the show. Six-woman tag here up. Not just a six-woman tag. Also a preview match for Triangle Derby. 
if I'm, is it it's a tournament if i'm not mistaken a six person it's six a person tag ta- tournament? it's a trios tag league yeah a tag league okay perfect so it's like round robin style yeah okay yeah. perfect uh well because yeah yeah good uh so hanan mayu iwatani and momo kogo defeated the team of hazuki koguma and saida it was saida that ate the pin it is also weird seeing mayu iwatani in this spot and nowhere else on the card but you know the the cards fall mm. how they how they fall good match yeah good good fine little preview match it wasn't anything special uh mm. but stars is very good against each other so yeah Hazuki slapped the taste out of Momokogo's mouth. That is that is the best of the match because she kind of hates it right now. Yes. I love it. Same. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think excluding the Rambo, which if I'm not mistaken was like a pre-show match technically, um, yeah. I, I think definitely this match was the, the the lowest of the show. Not saying it was bad or anything. Like I, If I'm not yeah, mistaken, I yeah. gave it a three. Yeah three stars or something yeah it wasn't supposed to be it was just to get them on the card yeah and to advertise guess what we have a tournament coming up called triangle triangle derby so that's exactly. Exactly. tag team match uh unagi sayaka and the returning mina shirakawa uh with two other members which we'll get to later defeated yeah. my sakurai and tekla so I just remember what my least favorite match was yeah so scotty i know you had a lot of takes on this on twitter um before we get to the end, I don't actually of the match, have a single take about the two white women that showed up. <laughs> okay, uh, I, I before we talk about the final parts of the match, let's talk about the match itself. What did you think between Shirakawa, Sayaka, uh, Shirakawa Sayaka defeating Sakurai and Tekla? What did you think of the match itself? Um, I thought Mina re reintroduced herself well. I think that's the biggest. That was the most important part of the match, obviously, because, you know, she's clearly on her way to another Wonder of Stardom title match. Mm-hmm. She's clearly on her way, possibly, to having a faction, which is not my choice. But mm-hmm. yeah, we'll I, see how that goes. <laughs> I agree. I think Shirakawa, after her Wonder of Stardom match, I think they started recognize something. Something that I recognized in Shirakawa years ago. That uh, I, I think that is they're, they're gonna give her the belt. Yeah, they're giving her a push, and also I, I do agree this match is pretty good. Uh, I think uh, I think the combination of Tekla and Shirakawa uh, continued to be a great combination uh, yeah. as terms yeah. of dance partners in that ring. So that was the best part of the match. Those two. So the post match here is really the uh, the newsworthy item of the show. Um, so I believe what happened first was. Mina Mina told Unagi we're not friends anymore. Pink Kabuki's dead. Mm-hmm. You know, Unagi was sad, which makes all of us sad, but it's really weird because like Mina's supposed to be a baby face, and yet she's like, screw you to Unagi. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Oh, she then, I mean during the match, Mina definitely brought like a, a tougher energy, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah, she's just supposed to be a baby face. Yes. That's well, like I, I don't I don't think she's a baby baby face anymore. No, um, and then she introduced her uh, new little group, Club Venus, which is Mariah May of the European scene, mm-hmm. and the former NXT UK star, Saya Brookside, who yes. has been in Stardom before. Yes. So uh, that is that is the duo that will be teaming with Mina in the Triangle Derby. Yeah. <laughs> that is 
That's that is it. I'm into Club Venus. I'm happy for Mariah May because she lost a lot of dates um, in the European scene after uh, speaking on them. I believe someone told me so. Uh, good for her. Yeah, and I, I was. She seems excited. Um, Zaya Brookside. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I for me, I I kind of like Zaya Brookside. I think she has a little upside. Um, on her Brookside, they're a good team to go with Mina. Yeah, I mean, if we were gonna bring people over, bring young, unproven, see what they got. Yeah, if they don't got anything, yeah, you, you cut them loose. Pretty and, easy. And Shirakawa, you know, she has experience to train and give to all these women. So, you know, it's something to just build around. I think it's slightly risky to do that around someone who is like just breaking out onto their own. Yeah, um, but we'll see. Yeah, it, Won't the, we? yeah. The real test is how much star power does Shiraka have on her own? I mean, this isn't this isn't a if I'm not mistaken, this isn't a clean break from Cosmic Angels. Uh, th- but this is a sort of sub faction that uh, yeah. in Stardom never leads to anything. Uh, permanent. Yeah, it always leads to another faction. That's how literally the Cosmic Angels were made. So there yeah. you go. So but, uh, yeah, that's them. Yes, we will see how that all plays out. As I like to say, let's stop talking about Mina Shirakawa. How dare you? How dare you? She's fantastic. She's the leader of my. The she best had a great. Faction. She had her her look with the mask and the new cut haircut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she looks like a superstar. Yeah, congratulations. Maybe. Yeah, and maybe. she was good. At, she was the best part of the match. So yes, it's not also, didn't do anything. I also just thought it was funny because like Sayaka doesn't work for the company anymore, so she had to go out there. Yeah, uh, she she won the, the match, but then be told her tag team is dead, and she had to stand at the ring entrance and cry, and that was her yeah. booking. <laughs> Poor Unagi. Well, people know that uh, people love Unagi, so like that's the thing. Yeah, or, no, it works. it works. But again, I don't think we're trying to make Mina heal. So yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know yet. We'll see. Yeah, uh, especially like Zaya Brookside in there. Like that's some that I don't know. There's something about that you make her baby face, make her like a you know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, triple Threat Goddess of Stardom title number one cont- contendership match. Uh, Hameka and Micah defeated the team of Mirai and Ami Saray. And uh, Raka and Natsuko Tora. What do you think of this match? I thought this match was really good. Probably the more underrated match of the show because it was just a Haas fight. Mm-hmm. It was it was six Haases just slapping meat, you know, yep. you know as we say. Um, I was excited about Mike and Hineko winning until the titles changed later in the night. And I was like, ah, shit, they're not winning. They're not beating <laughs> belt here or seven up now. Yeah. So that was tough. But yeah. uh it was it was a good match. Lots of lots of uh, lariats. Lots of what you'd expect from these six. And I thought Tora and Ruaka again didn't feel outshined. Mm-hmm. I think they're uh, really improving as a team. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you that they are probably not going to win the tag titles now. Um, it's going to be a great match. But I think if it's anything like this triple threat match, super hard hitting, and going into that yeah. tag match, it's yeah. going to be great. So I mm-hmm. think that is uh, a solid move on that part. Undeniable will be great. It's just I would have liked Mike and Hameka to actually get a title run. That's fair. But it's okay. They're they're used to losing. <laughs> That's true. That's true. They are the uh, uh, people that should get getting pushed they higher. Zach Saber Junior. They are. They are that. Yeah. They'll win a big match. They'll lose the biggest match. Yes, they are solidly mid card. Um, Kyrie versus Utami Hayashishida. This had no end result because it ended in a 15 minute time limit draw. I thought this match was really, really good. 
not the best Kyrie match that I've seen uh, this year. But, Thanks, bud. <laughs> but this match was still fantastic. What did you think? I don't really ever ask for matches to keep going, but this was one of those times I really wanted the match to keep going. They had like another like 25 minutes, it felt like, yeah. of content ready to go. It's just it, it was just a tease. That's what this was. It was a tease to what we'll probably get in 2023, a big maybe IWGP match, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, Kyrie's back at the top of her game. And as I've said on every show I've been on, every review I've written, everything, Utami Hayashishida is so much better now than she was at last Dream Queen. Yeah. And, and she was very and she, understood. And she was like the best female wrestler in the world at the time. I, I said this to someone. I said, because I was we were talking most improved, and I was like, I'm not allowed to pick her, but she would be my pick. Yeah. That's, and it's unfair that the person who might won many people's wrestler of the year or women's wrestler of the year in 2021 is a better wrestler by leaps and bounds now but it's just the truth but also but also more. not nominated as i I, w- I wouldn't don't think of her as wrestler of the year she's in no theory. she didn't have that at all this year i meant i meant in 2021 yes no but i'm saying she was wrestler of the year in 2021 and you're saying that oh, she's, she's, she's yeah. improved more but the competition has got so much higher she also didn't do anything. That's also very true. I think that's <laughs> what it is. I think like she had a great run. Then she sat yeah. back, retooled a little bit, trained oh, a little yeah. bit, and then seems like they're prepping for twenty twenty three. That uh, the, the Mayu summer. match, yeah, the Shuri matches the two that she had this year, yeah, and the match here. It's like all right, she's ready to go for twenty twenty three. Yes, let her cook. I would love to see. I would love to see that. Um, I guess we'll find out. You yeah, know, I the reason I the reason I said it wasn't as good uh, of a Kyrie match that I've seen previously this year. Part of it was that uh, it didn't quite get to a height because it ran out of time. I would. It yeah. was like it was. It they did the classic thing for me of, or I thought that uh, of time limit draws where it's like they never quite reached the climax of the match because no, it gets no. cut off by the time limit. Like I said, they had another twenty minutes in them yeah but yeah. they at least they did they went all out from the start they didn't do the whole like oh we're wrestling to a draw let's look like we're wrestling to a draw yeah no that is a thing that people do sadly. yeah oh i totally agree um artists of stardom title hardcore match haragi karumi risa sarah and suzu suzuki uh Maybe and I don't want to know if I say upset win, but definitely was not expecting this win over Momo Watanabe, Saki Kashima, and Starlight Kid. They are the new title holders. This match my pick. was crazy. This match was chaotic. Uh, I'm pretty sure someone got a bike tire over their skull, uh, ridden over them at one point. If not their skull, their head, their neck. Uh, this was a wild, chaotic match. Um, just insane. Insanity. Just the entire time. Uh, what do you think of this match, Scotty? Some may say that Suzu Suzuki is one of, if not the best wrestler in the world at the age of 20. Um, when, you, so, when I found that out, I got angry. <laughs> so let's just say she now has her first of what will be many stardom championships. Uh, this was my pick because I, you know, they were the uh, Ueno Tai team wasn't teamed up in Triangle Derby. Mm-hmm. And that kind of started to kind of leak. And then I was like, you know what? Promise has been such a big part of this company. Let's let's strap him up. It's time we strap him up. Uh, it's exciting because this means more Suzu for a very long time. 
more Suzu means we all win. Yeah, no, I think and, and prominence overall. I totally agree. I I like Risa Sarah. I think I've seen one other uh, uh, Karumi match. Suzu Suzuki. Yeah, she's just there to be a good hand. Yeah, I think I've seen like ten Suzu Suzuki matches this year, uh, if probably more. And every match I've seen has been great with her. I think she is literally sky's the limit with her. I think she has all the potential to be, you know maybe a hall of famer one day i don't know like the ceiling is huge i think with her like in her the moment she signs is the moment the yeah. rocket's strapped completely. yeah i think i think she can change especially if she is part of stardom and she is part of the uh sort of uh i was gonna say cyber agent that's not correct uh bushy. sort of the bushy road uh a group of expanding to the west I think mm-hmm. Suzu Suzuki would be a fantastic person to do that because I think she can legitimately be a great asset to the West. Because uh, you can also bring her over, have her face someone like on AEW, and she can lose versus like Mayu or whatever. Um, and she would be, you know, it would be fantastic. You know, see her versus like Tony Storm or Jamie Hayter. Oh, boy, man. howdy. Boy, howdy. That's all I got to <laughs> say, baby. That's all I got to say okay anyways goddesses of stardom title match what is it goddesses goddess goddess nanai takahashi and you defeated natsu point tan Mikano. i think also sort of an upset victory didn't really expect this one didn't see this one yeah, around this the was, bend yeah that was yeah this was a, a real surprise to me um not only was it a real surprise to me i've never seen you wrestle before i feel like i've seen people talk about it on twitter Holy crap, this person's good. This person, she's real yeah. good. She's real good. She, uh, she's got one of the best, like, closing s- sequences, things to, like, tag matches that I've seen where she just destroys. Um, this, for me, was the second best match of the night. Yeah. And it's it it really played into what Meltier is supposed to be, which was just a great babyface team and having the outsiders kind of destroy them and – the, it, there's a perfect shot of the referee Daichi after Natsupoi gets the last ride through the mat. Uh, he just like, you pins her, and he's just like, all right, here we go. And it's like, yeah, you lost by a lot. But it was yeah. a great, great match. Very physical, very demanding, uh, great tag title match. Meltier loses, which I'm very sad about, but 7-Up's been great. So uh, them and Mahime should be excellent um, in January. Well, this month. Yeah, I I'm very excited uh, to see more of this team because I just feel like I've it feels like I've just discovered them <laughs> like in a weird yeah. way, uh, and I know I'm super behind on that sort of scene. Uh, but you know, we're dipping our toes ever so slightly and getting more and more expanding into more and more of the Joshi scene at large. Uh, Nai Takahashi, obviously, she's been here a while. I've seen a couple matches of her already. You, it's just like holy crap, this person's real good. You is very good. Uh, I would like to see more of her, definitely. And you know, nothing to take away from that's a point. Tam McConnell, I think they also did a really good job. Uh, yeah. But it just, I was over overblown by how good you was here. Yeah. Uh, Wonder of Storm title match: Sayakamitani defeats Haruki Umisaki. I was sort of concerned uh, because I was on the list of title change for the Arts of Stardom t- titles, yeah. the Goddesses of Stardom titles. I was like, are, are they? Do they dare? Do they dare? Uh, but they did not dare. Rossi Ogawa did not dare. 
Uh, Wonder of Stardom title match. Saya Kamatani did get the win uh, to con- continue her uh, horrendous, not horrendously, uh, stupendously long reign over here. I mean, she's now at 368 matches or days, I should say. Uh, she's had like a bajillion defenses at this point. Um, what do you think of this match? One of my least favorite Kamatani defenses. Yes, I can. Agree I have with that. the second to last. Only the Unagi match for me, which was her first, was uh, worse for me. Uh, not that Umasaki was bad. She wasn't bad. She, it was just such a big spot for her, and I don't think she was able to live up to what Kawatani has done all year. Yes. Uh, there were some iffy parts here and there, a little clunky early on. They figured it out, but uh, not not what I loved. Yeah, I think... I think it was sort of a two prong thing. One, also, you... the, by the way, I just want to I just want to say this for the people that don't know, Umasaki, like the most wrestlers she's ever wrestled in front of, is like maybe a thousand people, yeah. maybe on a stardom show. Otherwise, she's usually wrestling like three hundred. Um, yeah, and this was nearly four thousand. Yeah, I felt that. <laughs> I felt Umasaki not quite having the full confidence there. I think it's that was I, I don't I'd agree I don't think she was bad I just think for Joshi standards she might I would you know you can consider her lower on that totem pole say for Saya standards yeah well that's also true it, it's three pronged you have the lack of confidence you have Saya just having a fantastic gear and just not really living up to that and then you're coming off of the match previously which is fantastic, and you get you in there, and a nine, you know, a fantastic match, so you have to follow that. I just yeah. don't think it was set up great for Umasaki here, and I didn't really come away watching this match being like, oh, I got it. You know, I walked away from the U tag match, where I was like, I want to watch more U wrestling. I came away from this Umasaki match, and I was like, all right, let's watch something else. <laughs> let's get to the main event. And I, and I think that's incredibly fair. So Yeah, and it, yeah. it just is what it is. Yeah, it's, yeah exactly. But let's talk about that main event. Let's strap in, folks. Here, let's put the seatbelt on. Click. The main event. Strapped in. Here we go. Main event. World of Stardom title match. Julia versus Shuri. Julia gets the win. We talked about this months ago when it was when it was announced after the five-star Grand Prix. That, you know, maybe, you know, this is like the third year in a row where the uh, main event five-star Grand Prix person going on to go challenge for the world of stardom title and you know i had that conversation with you of like you know we both can see it being julia's year this is julia's time but, you know maybe just maybe there's the thing in the back of my head of like do they dare do it three years in a row the exact same booking uh which you know that's a conversation for the later date but it didn't matter this match was fantastic really really good or really really great i should say Julia gets the win. She wins the title. Fantastic fashion. Pulling out Hanukkah moves left and right. Just a fantastic match. Scotty, I know you got a lot to say about this match. How would you feel this match was? Um, You know, for someone that has emotionally invested into Julia, has emotionally invested into Shuri, has emotionally invested in the story, this promotion, everything about it, I knew this was my match of the year before it ended. Before the match ended, I knew. Once she hit the Tiger Lily, which is Hanukkah's pile driver, I was like, all right, I'm set. I'm done. Nothing has made me feel 
like I have in this match. Don't get me wrong. Okada and Osprey from the um the G1 final, phenomenal stuff. It was my match of the year up until I watched this match because this is as a stardom fan, this is the stories you invest in, this is the match you invest in. They go out there, they kill it. The story of Shuri, you know, if you know Shuri's story, all all she's ever wanted was that title. So what did Julia have to do to beat her? She had to hit every single bomb she had in the book. She hit Micah's moves. She hit Hameka's moves. She hit Hanukkah moves. She hit her own finisher. She hit her, what was her super finisher, which was the Northern Lights bomb. It wasn't until she hit the glorious yeah. Northern Lights bomb to get the win, which, you know, absolutely destroyed Shuri and her head. Um, you know, she threw her into the crowd on a bunch of chairs, which was terrifying. Shuri pile driver through a table. They went to war. They knew the assignment, Ryan. Yeah. And they lived up to uh, the stakes. They uh, closed out Stardom's 2022, I think, as good as you can ask them to. Um, it was it was fantastic. It was the perfect way for them to end their year. Yeah. I thought this match was fantastic. I, you know. And her reign, by the way. Like this has a chance to be the reign yeah. of the world of Stardom title now. Yes, I think it's it's fascinating because Shuri also, Great Reign. I told you people. I told you people. <laughs> I told you to bet money on this being special, and I was right. For her audio listeners, those are my Scott, winnings. I didn't actually bet. <laughs> listeners, Scotty did in fact wave wads of cash into the microphone in front of the audience at home uh fantastic fantastic work scotty um <laughs> yeah i know it's fascinating that julia gets the win here because you know shuri great rain i'm interested to see where she goes next i hope it's not oh. sort of a oh it's do you know who chihiro hashimoto is yes yes i do <laughs> that's where she's going next she challenged her in the press conference after the show interesting interesting yeah so they're uh not holding back I was going you to send say that girl's ace is coming to Japan, uh, coming to stardom this week. Cause mm-hmm. Shuri said, all right, that's enough. I'm, I'm fighting everyone until I get back. It's, it's, a, it's wild, but they're building to their biggest show possibly ever at the Yokohama Budokan, uh, not the Yokohama Budokan, the uh, Yokohama arena. Yeah. Um, on April 23rd. And that match will probably be part of the build. Yeah, no, I was about to say, I was like, you know, uh, I hope they didn't have like, a, d- don't do like a Shuri Utami, like cycle down sort of sequence. Yeah, no, no, no. And no, <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that they're not on the I'll other make hand. I'm sure he can be cycled down. <laughs> yeah, that might be true. The other hand, Julia getting the win here, obviously fantastic stuff here, but, uh, you know, you have Julia coming in at a time where stardom and especially Bushi road are presenting stardom to the Western audience. Uh, they're, you, you know, not to say that they shouldn't have gone with Shuri, but they are obviously we're going with Julia to promote hugely promote to the Western audience at the time when Bushi Road's attempting to do that with uh, uh, now maybe Monet Banks uh, on, on the way as well um, to help boost that as well. So you have the world title holder now being Julia as being the stardom essentially saying, all right, she is going to be our way into the West. Uh, with in conjunction with uh, Sasha Banks. Uh, so I think that is very fascinating decision. 
politically speaking. Um, you know, not saying Shuri would have been a bad choice or anything, but I also agree that I think Julia is the person person to go in there. I think when I watched started watching Stardom, it wasn't. I mean, Mayu a little bit, but it wasn't really Mayu. It was really the what really got me into watching Stardom more was the Hanakamura Julia feud. Um, in reality, uh, and that was the thing where I saw a lot of it, and I was like, "This seems interesting. This seems crazy." Uh, Julia was like, "Really?" I was really fascinated about Julia. I really love Julia. Um, so yeah, no, I think her as the West, uh, uh, what's uh, uh, ambassador? I guess uh, Julia as the West Western ambassador to a certain sense for for stardom is fascinating. Uh, I'm sure we'll also see her wrestle a couple times now uh, in uh, in well, Kyrie technically is, but yes. Um, I guess we'll, we might we might see Kyrie uh, wrestle or, more, but you know, a certain Sasha, maybe a certain Sasha. But again, no, it's very fascinating to me, and I'm glad to see uh, that happening. And I'm glad to see where we go from here with uh, with Julia's reign. I mean, did they? I don't recall. Did they have a? Uh, did someone come out after her match, after this match? I don't no, recall. We kept it all about Julia for now. Um, she is she is going to have, I like. I feel like she's going to possibly have the best reign that title's ever seen because she already has so many feuds set up. She already has mm-hmm. so much ready to go that it's going to be hard for her not to. Yeah. Unlike Shuri, and this isn't a shot at Shuri, um, but she has more instant stories right off the bat. She has the biggest match they have also, which they've never done in Utami for somewhere down the line, whether that be Yokohama arena or not. Yep. Um, it's, it's big time. She's the one to go with. I'm very excited. Yeah. I think there's definitely a lot of potential. Uh, definitely a lot of potential here. And I'm very excited to see, cause th- you know, it, this is, I think 2023, you know, has been, 2022 and 2021 have been a lot of like, you know, building years, rebuilding years, acquisition sure. years, sort of stuff. I think now is really when stardom is going to shift into a higher gear uh, and really, really blow up this 2023, especially in the West. I, I'm fascinated to see what happens this year. And obviously, going with Julie. And, you know, track record shows, Scotty, that she'll have a year long reign that ends uh, at Dream Queendom. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, but uh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see who defeats Julia. That Julio Tommy match will probably be happening. Ooh, that actually would work quite well now that I think about it. If Utami, we're thinking Utami goes back up. Uh, maybe she wins the five star Grand Prix. It's Utami versus Julia at Dream Queendom, uh, and then Utami wins again. Uh, because that'd be four years in a row. <laughs> I I think they do break the mold this coming year. I also I really think... hope they do. Or I'm gonna start complaining. I th- well, I think Julia is either going over the 365 or losing it before that. So yeah, I agree. I, but I can't. It's I, gonna be fun. I can't see now, who would be doing that. We gotta power through Noah now. Yes, which will be very it quick. Won't, it won't be difficult. It's not really difficult, honestly. No, there's a lot. <laughs> the show's kind of bad. There's a lot of stuff that we didn't watch too. We didn't watch like the first yeah. half of the card. Uh, yeah, I just know my boy Jack Morris represented. Yeah, baby, uh, Jack Morris versus Timothy Thatcher. I watched that match. I thought it was a good he match. Is, I want to say to everyone, he is a legitimate prospect. He is yes. 
grown so much from the first match I saw with him to I watched this match that he had with Nakajima a few weeks ago. Yeah, he yes. beat Nakajima, by the way. Yes, and that was that was the best match I've seen him in. Yeah, he's yeah. getting there. He he is one of the best like international boss. stars a Japan company has brought over. That's unknown. Yes many they are pushing him hard and i think that yeah. and i think jack is doing a great, great job to keep up with it uh the national title <laughs> not a bad idea maybe i don't know if they'll do it yet i think that maybe not yet but in I think, time i think there's a chance that this year well we'll see what happens with jake lee yeah he might want to tag title now that it's jake lee with him yes so i thought this match was really good i've seen people complaining about thatcher online i think that's fair he did not seem into this match uh your classic uh i'm gonna lose so i'm not gonna give a shit about it uh but if you're so if you're not into thatcher then it would hurt your feelings of this match if you are into thatcher it won't maybe affect it but jack morris is the guy that really shined here the post match is what really May, I was going to say blow people away, but the crowd is quite quite quiet uh, during his appearance. But Jake Lee has officially jumped over from All Japan to Noah, former uh, heavyweight champion over there in All Japan, former world champion over there in All Japan. Uh, Jake Lee, officially. Oh, well, I don't know about officially, but definitely it appears officially uh, uh, Noah. It's It's a big get. Like I, I can't stress to people enough, it is an actual big get for them. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm a huge on Jake Lee. I've been up and down with him in my all Japan experience. Um, but for Noah, who's looking for talent, he could be a very good get because there is really good, good stuff in him, and then there's not so good stuff in him sometimes. Um, yeah. But if you get him, you possibly get Mr. Ibushi. You're having a good young, younger adds to this company. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, and, and like we said, it looks like they are planning to team him up with Jack Morris. Uh, if you heard our interview with Jack Morris, he's definitely a tag team guy as well as Jake Lee. So I'm interested yeah. to see how they work together. Um, Freaking Kojima and Shigeru. That is gonna be. I do insane. love Kojima and Segura, by the way. Yeah, I I, I want to see the level of care that they t- they put in them. But someone over in the room, someone in that room loves Jack Morris, uh, because they are pushing yeah, hard. Guys, I, I want to announce I'm in the room. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that. I knew it. I knew I, that. I, I want to have him back on by the end of the year. I was thinking about this this morning that we should try to get Jack Morris on again. And I'll maybe yeah. do like yearly updates with Jack Morris. Yeah. That now we know who Jack Morris is. I, I tweeted that out. I was like, I think we now know who this guy is because yeah. he um, is someone and they're pushing him hard because not only, you know, he's getting a lot of wins. His first win was his first match was against Kaito Kimiya and he won that one. He just beat Timothy Thatcher. That's probably on his way out to WWE. Um, and they seemingly are teaming up with the former heavyweight champion of a another company from All Japan, uh, yeah. which is a weird sort of longtime rival uh, with Noah. So I think that is fascinating to watch, and I'm interested to see how it all plays out for Jackie Morris. Uh, I did not see the junior heavyweight title match. Did you see that match? You did? Yeah, I did. Uh, sorry, I was trying to mute myself. Um I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I wanted to see it because Milwaukee just came back mm-hmm. um, from his excursion. This guy is 
this is this guy to me is the junior ace that this company desperately needed. Ooh, really? Yeah, I think he's very talented. I think he's gonna be really, really good. Um, he has a great look about him. Um, I think he could. He's a bigger guy, so I think he could probably make a step up to heavyweight in a f- couple of years. But for so now, I think he should be. So he's not the junior ace. <laughs> well, he's probably gonna be the. Ju- I think he'd be the junior ace for a few years. He didn't win, but he just came back and they gave him a title shot. So I think they know that he's going to be good. And I know Amakusa just won the belt. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy about it. That's very good. Yeah, I also just saw that they announced Amakusa versus Kaito Kiyomiya special singles match. So well, that's cool. I like when they do the junior versus... I like when any company does that. I also just saw that uh, Noah announced a... They're announcing stuff for their 1-9 show. Timothy Thatcher is on the card. So, Jake uh, Lee also got his first match. He's facing Inamora. Yes. So sorry, is, Inamora. Uh, it'll be pretty good though. Like that's a good Inamora is a great first match for a lot of people. Truthfully, yeah. Unfortunately for him, <laughs> yeah. Uh, GHC Tag Team Title match: Satoshi Kojima and Takeshi Sakura defeated Kenta and Naomichi Marafuji. I'm sort of surprised that we didn't flip it to Kenta and Marafuji. I I'm surprised it's still in Kojima Sakura, but again, it's Noah, so the booking decisions are all over the place. I thought this match was pretty good, but otherwise, yeah. I thought this match was great. I love Kenta and Segura slapping the shit out of each other. This is this is the Kenta I want. Yeah. This is all I asked for. Yeah. He does it in Noah once a year now on this very show, <laughs> and then he's going to go back to Bullet Club, and I'm going to hate it. Yeah. This is the Kenta we need everywhere because he still has it in him. They just don't let him go, bring it out all the time. Um, Kojima's great, and Marafuji's broken down but he's still solid enough i agree uh ghc junior heavyweight tag team tag team title match i didn't watch this didn't watch I like kz but kz was not enough for me to watch it that's fair <laughs> i did not see this match it was a title title change so Aita and ogawa still have the title down uh ghc heavyweight title match kaito kiyomiya defeats kano this is definitely this, the match of the show this is the kaito kiyomiya yeah that I've been waiting to see. Kano and Kiyomiya have a fantastic rivalry. All their matches kill. And I, I didn't like their last one, but well, yeah, most of them. I didn't, so say, most I didn't of their love matches. their last sure, one. It was sure, good, sure. but it wasn't great. Sure, sure, sure. But you know, this match killed, and Mister Fist King over there uh, definitely almost killed Kiyomiya. So. Oh. My God, the camera work! You pointed this out on Twitter. The camera work was perfection. Didn't cut. Um, didn't cut to a wide. They could have. They could have cut to a wide, but they left it. Yeah. Um. I think Kiyomiya. This is the first time I sat there. I was like, "This is the complete. This is the complete Kiyomiya," because yeah. he uses the Muto stuff, but not to ruin his own stuff, right? In the fact that. He still feels like Kaito Kiyomiya, but he also has, and he, I like the way he does the um, Shining Wizard, where he yes. kind of like pushes the head into the knee. Yes, he's I like that new little little tougher angle, you know, sort of. Thing. Yeah, this this match was excellent. Yeah. Best GAC heavyweight title match since I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is very good. It's been a long while. This is very good. I I, I think I, I've seen better matches out of these two as well. I don't think this is their best match. I went very high on it still, but uh, 
Uh, Your match from last year's the new year might be just like the better one. Yeah, like no, I want. I just keep wanting to see. This is how this is. No one needs to build around <laughs> more of these matches. I don't know why is, we do this it is once what a Noah year. Can do. Let's That's do this rivalry. Uh, finally, Shiozaki, uh, what's way. that? Let's get Shiozaki back too, please. Yeah, and then throw in Shiozaki as a, an intermediary. But you know that's, that's and then have Ibushi beat Kaido's ass. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh shit. Um, <laughs> speaking about beating ass, uh, right before we go, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Great Muta. Um, not really a great match. Not really a, anything special, it. but this I... is, is spectacle nonetheless. Yeah, this someone said it to be perfectly. This was like Rock and Hogan. <laughs> like the match itself like you didn't get amazing work out of it but the novelty of it yeah the pomp and circumstance of it 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 was it was awesome and i actually love the finish of shinsuke taking the mist from from muta spitting in his face and then hitting the kinshasa uh by the way shinsuke is such a megastar yeah. in japan it's crazy the violin entrance was phenomenal muta losing and then getting up and leaving was you know right on yeah thank you thank you muta for staying true to yourself um i do think i, I saw people saying that nakamura didn't look as good as he did when he was in new japan and it's not the old nakamura and my thought i was like well first of all that was like 10 years ago at this point second of all he is against Mudo. I mean, come on. Let's he, just be honest. against Mudo. He's against the bad version. I think Muda brings down Mudo matches even more. Sure. Because he works less. Like, <laughs> he works yeah. Less. Like, he just does the mist. Yeah. But I thought for a Muda, this was my favorite Muta yes. match in who the hell knows. I couldn't even tell you. This is the best of his retirement run as Muta. And I definitely believe that Shinsuke Nakamura should bring the mist to WWE, especially if Asuka's not using it anymore. I think that's a great move. I do think that before he does it, like like the green the movie The Green Mile, he should suck the mist out of his opponent, um, and then he should use it. I think that is ultimately how we should uh, uh, approach this WWE. So Triple H, if you're hearing this, you know that's what you got to do. Uh, but yeah, no, this is really good. Uh, Nakamura looked pretty good in it. He looked better than he typically does in WWE nowadays. Uh, and Muto, Muta, you know, it's he barely moves. <laughs> did his Muta, job. Muta, he, he he didn't really give any props to Nakamura in classic Muta fashion, but you know, whatever. I, I, I he didn't let me down. Maybe I accept I accept Muta not giving props when it's Muta, but when it's Muto, I want the props. But you know, it's it is whatever. But uh, I thought ultimately this match, you know, it was a spectacle. And that's that's what we knew we were going to get. And I think it lived up to that spectacleness um, perfectly. <laughs> we are now joined uh, still by Scotty. Uh, but we are joined by Chris Samsa uh, at the Chris Samsa on Twitter. Uh, he is from the Sport of Pro Wrestling website. Uh, he is also the uh, resident uh, stats and figures man for the English color commentary team for New Japan. Uh, we are now about to preview Wrestle Kingdom 17 in the Tokyo Dome, January 4th. It's around the corner, baby. Uh, another year, another Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, this time, only one show. So that's I, I'm a little thankful for that. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I love me some New Japan, some New Japan content. But uh, the two matches, the two shows were uh, a lot, uh, when, <laughs> especially that upper of the card there. Uh, but well, thank you so much, Chris, for joining us uh, to preview New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom. We are so glad to have you on. Thank you for having me. I uh, we were talking offline. I love, I love that this is a part of what I get to do. I get to 
run around the internet and talk to people about one of my favorite things, which is uh, New Japan and one of my favorite events with New Japan. Probably my second favorite event with New Japan, which is Wrestle Kingdom. My first being the G1. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a fun time of year. And um, the the excitement is a little more palpable this year than it has been the past couple of years. Because, and I think part of it is that single night. It's yeah. one one big clean card. And um, yeah, I'm excited to to get into it and dig into it and see what you guys are thinking too. Yeah, I was going to ask you about a, a a vibe check about the whole event. You know, I, <laughs> I think definitely it being a one show car or one show card, whatever one show versus two two shows. I think for me is definitely helpful uh i think there are aspects of the show where i'm super high on there's aspects of the show where i'm like i wish this was a little little more little more you know meat on the bone just say carl anderson just say carl anderson. <laughs> okay yeah. all right yeah. i'll say it you know I, I thought the light i was hoping the lights would be brighter um but you know that it is what it is but uh no what, what how do you what's your sort of vibe on the whole event uh moving forward i mean do you are you expecting a show, show of the year already it's going to be good. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> we, we know that. Yes. The, the floor is high. But I, what I will say, so I'm going to just take it straight from my perspective. Please do. One, okay, I'm looking at a Word document that I'm not even done with that I'm going to send to Kevin and Chris. Mm -hmm. And it's 18 pages long and it has 64 different tales included oh. in it. Oh, you're, so speak, think, you're speaking my about language. That. You're speaking okay. my language. So, so there's that. Think about having to turn that around less than 24 hours later and send another one. Hmm. So I can't, uh, yeah. I can't explain my excitement when they <laughs> announced a single, when we announced a single night Wrestle Kingdom. Yes. Cause I was like, Oh, good. <laughs> I don't have to like stay up and produce another document. Now, some of it was already done right sure, for the right. two night things, but I mean, the main event stuff is where the meat is on the bones, yeah, and that's yeah. where that's where my work, uh, I think, typically starts to shine. Yeah. So, very excited for the single night. Very excited that there's clearly a focus on, um, I guess, English speaking talent and English speaking, uh, and the English speaking audience for that matter. Which, for whatever reason, I mean, well, not for whatever reason, because of a pandemic, we kind of had gotten away from. Um, you know, I don't, we're obviously not going to hit the heights of, uh, early 2020 Wrestle Kingdom, sure. which was just like, you know, 40,000 people in the Tokyo Dome, legit, legitimate reasons to do two nights, right? Like, mm -hmm. and just sell the tickets and have a great time. Um, but I'm, this one feels way different from the past two years. Um, definitely more fan excitement like i'm getting more engagement on social media and um you know even situations like this like you guys want to talk about wrestle kingdom and, mm -hmm. and all that and i know you guys talk about everything anyway but it 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 definitely has more attention and part of that is the rumor mill and part of that's carl anderson believe it or not and part of that's the women's title but there's so there's so many things that go into a big event like this and and making it successful and i think for the situation that new Japan is in right now, they've done about everything they can do to, to bolster that interest. And, yeah. and that's really exciting for me to see that kind of come back and to see new Japan find its lane again, 
um, in a post AEW world too. So yes, that's, that's a big, a, that's a big piece yeah. to it. That's a great yeah. point. I, I'm definitely interested to see how it all plays out. It, I, you know, that's sort of the dialogue of obviously 2021 being a sort of uh, for the half of the year, practically an off year uh, or maybe a third of the year or whatever. And then that toward 2021 people sort of the dialogue I feel like around it has sort of been sort of a rebuilding year. You know, we're, we're shuffling the card a little bit. And I think now is sort of, especially with Bushiroad, really focusing on Western advancement uh, for New Japan and obviously stardom as well. I think we're definitely looking towards like this is like putting our foot forward, our best foot forward to showcase to as many different households we can, whether it be AEW fans, whether it be Joshi fans, whether it be uh, Sasha stands or whether it be uh, the, the Carl crew. Uh, you know that I think all of those are representing here. I think that's obviously a great moment for them. Scotty, give me a vibe check. How are you feeling about this show? I mean, naturally, I'm always excited for Wrestle Kingdom. Like I haven't had the problem with some people the past few years. Like, oh, it's you know, it's fine. Like I'm just naturally excited to stay up until six, seven, eight a.m. without any sleep because. It's re- like well, you Wrestle do that. Kingdom you do that normally. Year. You do that normally for Joshi's right, stuff. True. That's true. Uh, but like we're back to the one night, so it's even more exciting. Like you know, like you both said, it's 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 what you look forward to at the start of every year. Like this this whole week in Japan, obviously, is humongous. Like the past two weeks have been great. Um, but this is the show. This is the show. This is the one with all the rumors. It only makes me more excited. But I don't even need I didn't even need the big rumors to be excited about Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada and Jay White. I don't need that. Mm-hmm. Like they're just gonna give me great wrestling no matter what. Um this is top to bottom, this is the most excited I've been about a Wrestle Kingdom card. I I, I don't even want to say twenty twenty. I might say twenty nineteen. I might even cheat a little bit. Ooh. Just because of the one night aspect. It changed it just mm-hmm. it's just so much better. Yeah, and New Year's Dash is back, which yep. is always exciting. Yes, I love me a big old mystery vortex card. Um, well, let's get to the preview <laughs> formally. Uh, I know you had some questions beforehand, uh, Scotty, for Chris here. You want to go through that first? You're going to filter that yeah, throughout. Uh, I was so I was gonna I was gonna save the New Year's Dash question for later um, because I do want to just see if he has any feelings about it. You know, with the new, mm-hmm. not new, but it, it does feel kind of new. It feels with the comeback. It kind of needs to be big in a lot of ways. Well, um, do you want to do like a quick New Year's Dash preview with Chris? I think that's a yeah, that's not I mean, a bad idea. Uh, Chris, what do you have? Show Chris, can you pull up it? your New Year's Dash uh, uh, tables <laughs> real quick? Yeah, yep. It's an empty Word doc, and I get to sleep, and and uh, I, no, no work for me except you know I like to keep an open line if I can. If something pops up, I like to send a DM to someone have sitting, that KOPW sitting uh, at the table. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess. Damn. I would have figured that out. Um, <laughs> Kevin Kelly's just DMing you live in He's the like, show. Hey like, man, some stats, guys. got anything? <laughs> no, he, he rarely asks. Honestly, I just forced it upon him. Um, so yeah, so new year's dash is, I'll just give a, an overview of what it is. So it's on, it's on January 5th and it'll be, um, it's a much smaller venue. I think, where are we this year? Tokyo Look. city. I'm Gymnasium? pulling up right now the Oda City the Oda City Oda City. Yeah. Um, Oda Ward. Oh wow. I didn't yeah, know which is is a great venue. It's a great Is it usually Corkin? 
Uh, it's been Oda for a while. They mm-hmm. did the okay. Tokyo Dome City Hall City. I, I, there's so many. Yeah. They're all within yeah. a block of each other, so yeah. I don't know that. <laughs> it's, like it's to totally the wrestlers, fine. I don't think it matters. Somewhere in the same um, building, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Oda's a great venue, but so smaller. But this year, it, and and under normal circumstances or previously, New Year's Dash has been a mystery card that gets announced at the beginning of the night. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. this year, we've taken that a whole nother level, and it's a mystery vortex like a classic mystery vortex where even as the card's going on you have no idea what's happening until theme music hits yeah. um which will keep me awake for sure yep. so and you in so you gotta wonder if anyone's showing up on the fourth if they're also going to show up on the fifth right so mm-hmm. if we're going to talk about sasha or mercedes or or Monet, it, I, I don't know. There's so well, many yeah, names yeah. floating around. I just keep calling her Sasha. It makes my life easier for now. It, until she, so, but if she appears on the fourth, mm-hmm. will yeah. she then also appear on the fifth and maybe right. wrestle? Mm-hmm. Right, like that. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Um, that'd be wild. I maybe they're gonna see what the subscriber numbers look like for that next day <laughs> to see if it's worth giving it up. Yeah. But so that's it's kind of the it's the fallout but that that's also kind of the official beginning of the new year whereas wrestle kingdom i see as kind of the super bowl right it's the end Mm -hmm. of a year even though it is you know we've obviously crossed over january 1st here but new year's dash and and truthfully the past few have been pretty uneventful Mm -hmm. um but those were after two nights of tokyo dome Mm -hmm. uh the last really eventful one the liger was 2020 right Liger. yeah well Liger did what he did right so i was gonna say 2018 was probably the most really yeah. memorable one where th- there were actual big surprises mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um 19 was everyone expected to see kenny and the bucks yeah as a, and and to do a send-off and they just didn't nope yeah. um which tells you a little bit about how that relationship was sitting at the time yeah and then yeah, there was one. They did it in 2020, I think, as well. Because 2020, I believe they started with the Liger. It was, yeah, ceremony, yeah, yeah. And then it was just a bunch of tags. If I, I don't think I it don't was remember. just, it was very uneventful on the wrestling side. But we got that great gif of Hiroshi Tanahashi crying, yeah. um, <laughs> which like I like to go back to anytime I need a crying gif. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I, I don't that... recall anything from 2021. If I, I did, they have it this year. I don't even remember. Or... I don't I don't remember. I don't think they did. I don't think we did it. Yeah, I don't think no. they did it. No. Um I could be totally wrong. That those two night Wrestle Kingdoms become kind of a blur. So um so yeah, so New Year's Dash will be a I, I would bet, you know, kind of like you were saying, it's gonna be really eventful. Yeah. Because cool. that's <laughs> it's pre- there's some eventful things happening. And I think yeah. I think and I've said this in, in a couple of different places, but um and this is kind of my pitch for wrestle kingdom and new japan right now like i really think right now is the time to jump into new japan because i it feels like there's a changing of the guard it feels like there's a kind of generational shift happening and like this is this is kind of that moment and you can kind of see that with some of the guys that are even left off this card Mm -hmm. um but i do it really do it does feel like we are we're seeing 
a lot of new things happening. Yeah. We're seeing units disband, and New Japan units right. do not disband. No. Like they are forever yeah. units. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. so, um, <laughs> so just to see all that, and we're seeing the young guys get quick pushes. Like mm-hmm. so, New Year's Dash, I think will be. We're going to see some big moments. We might see a return, maybe a returning young line who's been on excursion you know some things that yeah. are notable right sure. and th- those are the types of things that we like to see on new year's dash that'll then generate some buzz headed into the next tour yeah, oh yeah this, the um suzuki goon disbandment kind of piqued my interest a little extra because i was like oh you know there's gonna be some free agents just hanging around you never mm-hmm. know right headed into that show um but yeah it's it, it's a show i i never have stayed up for the new year's dash because it's like all right i stayed up for wrestling King, that's enough this year i will be because it does feel like like you said there will be shock there will be surprise and especially the way they booked it it almost feels like a guarantee plus you also have no idea uh who else might have flown into japan yeah you know we have so many true. other companies working with new japan right now that who else might sure. have flown in on that flight and you know it, like you said there are some people that aren't on this card that you would think would be on the card, you know, maybe they could be flying to Seattle, who knows, but, and so maybe there's more of a trade than just, you know, like Omega or something. So maybe there's, there's something there. I mean, the Rambo is also happening, so you never know. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't like to speculate on, on that because I like to, um, I like to joke that like, it's just a, wednesday night tv it just happens to be a wednesday night so everyone's yeah. like but it's all on january 4th it's like but <laughs> there happened last year too i think that's why <laughs> yeah, well right but there might be something i i don't know there's something going on mm-hmm. yeah. that i can't quite pinpoint and i've usually i can usually read the tea leaves mm-hmm. um and i don't i you know i don't i don't think anyone's i don't really know yeah. it's hard to say but I think if there's if there's an announcement of any sort of AEW involvement with the Yokohama Wrestle Kingdom show yeah. that's happening later in the month, mm-hmm. then I, I would expect to see someone running in on Dynamite in Seattle. Yeah, um, that's a great point. If, if there's an actual announcement that that's what that show is about, because we have no idea what the content of that show is going to be. So yeah, great point. That's true. That's a great point. Yeah. Well, without further ado, I think it's time we finally get to Wrestle Kingdom 17. Uh, let's start off with the first of three opening matches, um, here to, uh, kick off Wrestle Kingdom. Um, we have, uh, speaking about young talent, uh, we have a little bit of young lion, uh, talk here just real quickly. Uh, I don't know if we have a whole lot to say for, uh, the opening matches, but let's get into it. Rohei Oiwa, Oiwa, I still haven't gotten, I still haven't landed the name. Oiwa. 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 Uh, versus. Like a punk. And then wah. <laughs> uh, versus a uh, new uh, new young lion here, debuting young lion here, Bolton Oleg. Um, so, uh, the, the, or Bolton the Fridge Oleg, as we uh, like to call him here. Um, uh, Chris, let's start with you since you are a guest. Uh, thoughts on this opening exhibition match uh, between a, a debuting young lion and uh, someone that I, I, I've likened what I'm seeing out of Rohe, despite what I can't say about his name. Uh, I, I'm liking what I see out of him. So what do you think about uh, the potential for this match? So it's, th- it's a three minute time limit exhibition. So I, my bet, if I'm a betting man and I am, um, would be, it's going to go to a draw Yeah. or Bolton Oleg's going to come out and beat the ever loving hell 
at of Oiwa, which could be fun too. As much yeah. I Oiwa is awesome, and the man has quads for days. Like he was in the <laughs> the New Japan bodybuilding yeah. competition, and they like they did one picture of him and one picture of just his his thighs, and like it's it it they're I mean they're incredible. But Bolton Oleg is a massive man, also. And he was introduced by Yuji Nagata at the um, the big October event. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what Nagata said is basically, like, I look at him and I want him in the ring as soon as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, then they debut him in the Tokyo Dome. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, this yeah. dude... It, it takes wrestlers years, even in Japan, just to get booked on a Tokyo Dome card, yeah, even right. within New Japan, even the Young Lions. So this guy gets a singles match. Yes, it's the opener. Yes, it's three minutes. <laughs> but it, it's about him. Like, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like, this is about him and featuring him. And we'll see, you know, we'll see where it lands and we'll see how he looks. But, you know, he's 29 years old. He's humongous. And I know people are really, really excited about him there, uh, especially Yuji Nagata, who's huge on the talent development side of New Japan these days. So, um, and recruitment, if you've been seeing where he's been spending his time, but he's been he's been real he's trying hard. He's trying to. I don't know. I I don't know. It didn't really. I don't think he landed the guy he wanted to. I guess because <laughs> no. um, he popped up uh, this morning. But yeah. So yeah. this, I mean, as opening matches go. What more could you ask for for besides, you know, a debuting massive dude that doesn't look like anyone else in, in the company? Yeah, I think that's a great point. Scotty, any any quick thoughts about the three-minute time limit match? Yeah, I mean, anytime I feel like young lions are wrestling in the Tokyo Dome and not in a Rambo, it's probably a big deal, mm-hmm. you know, to just pay attention. Or, you know, it's going to be a match that probably a lot of people miss overall. Internationally, they'll probably... They may not even watch the pre-show, um, but this one is the one I'm keeping an eye on. I saw the three-minute limit, and that just intrigued me more than anything because that's like the test match. And like you said, I was like, "This Oleg might destroy this poor guy." Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that might be what they're doing here. They might just like have a young lion just walk in and absolutely wreck it. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. I'm very intrigued. That would be a big shakeup to uh, Young Lion division right there. It's it's a, typically a lot of draws, a lot of trades of wins, and having a guy that could potentially go out there and just crush people, uh, that feels like a big shakeup. Uh, that really feels nice. Uh, let's talk about the uh, New Japan Rambo, a.k.a. also the KOPW Right to Challenge match. Um, it is hassle happening on the open opening match number two here. Um, before you get to your stats on all the potential participants uh, of this Rambo, <laughs> uh, Chris, uh, Scotty, what do you think about this Rambo, about the right to challenge for the KOPW belt, I should say? You know, it's funny. Last year was one of my favorite Rambos because Shima showed up. And not only did Shima show up, he won. Or not won, but he Yeah, in, a, in the way. Night. In a way, he did. Yeah. So, like, that kind of has me excited for this year, especially with, like, all the relationships they have and you know, they're working with other companies in Japan more than they had been the past couple of years. So you never know, right? You, you never know. And with the right to challenge aspect, it does make it more intriguing for me personally. Cause it's like, all right, this, this is going to lead to a match the next day. So it's going to like, it'll, it'll be good people, right? Like, I don't know. I, tai Chi's not on this card. Feels like a layup is one of the guys for me, but we'll see. 
That's a great point. I mean, yeah, this is this is typically the great spot to you know throw in like Chase Owens, and he has a fantastic run, and then and like that's it. But now that we're adding the KOPW aspect to it, we're giving the match stakes or more important stakes um, for the KOPW. As, as much as you know, people uh, huff and haul at the KOPW, I I have gotten to the point this year the really enjoying now. it. The belt, sorry, yeah, the belt. Now I've gotten to this point this year of really enjoying the belt, uh, trophy belt, whatever is happening. <laughs> um so I, I i'm interested i like i liked the rambo last year i typically like the rambos um they're fun nice little opening matches so i'm excited to see it chris let's talk about the rambo how I, let's, who do you who you, you got the stats who's winning this thing uh, <laughs> there's no participants announced for it i believe uh, at least not on the yeah. website uh so who's winning it no participants <laughs> we have no idea how many participants um, it's, it's, it's a totally random 100 participants and it's the final four that advance. So mm-hmm, like right. in a typical Rambo or rumble, right? The final four, that's like, that's where you start to shake some things out. But in this particular Rambo, which is, this is not the first time we've done it this way, yeah. but like Toriano one year literally never had to enter the match <laughs> because he was, there were three guys left and then Yano's music hit and he was the last guy in. Yeah. And then he, so he moved on, which I thought was clever. I thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. So, but what I will say, I, so I have no idea. I don't know where we're headed. I don't know what, you know, the KOPW really did get wrapped up with Shingo and, and Tai Chi last year. And they honestly, like they really established what this could be. And they had some mm-hmm. awesome matches. Yeah. Um, They had some, I mean, like fun stipulations, good matches, um, different. Right. And like, you know, I mean, I think Dave went five stars on their yeah. their match at at um, Takataichi Mania. I was so, about to bring that up. That was a great match right there. And that was a KOPW match, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so that's a big deal. Like, and th- it was good. It was great. I mean, like, obviously, how do you go wrong with Shingo and Taichi in, you know, in a match with some stakes? But um, the Rambos, they're usually fun. You keep an eye out for the returning veterans. You keep an eye out for the outsiders. I would look at the, the Glate roster mm-hmm. because i yeah. think that that's and that you know obviously yeah. that's where the shima ties came in my roster uh, right there yeah <laughs> it's your people <laughs> um but i would i would imagine that that's you know that there's a dotted line between new japan sure. and them and i think mm-hmm. that maybe that maybe somebody new pops up there because we've seen shima we've seen linda man we've seen um we've seen t-hawk we've seen t-hawk not right enough so of like t-hawk though not enough of t-hawk no, not nearly enough. Honestly, I thought those guys so were going to be around, like yeah, New Japan, like for like regulars. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you got so right, right, and Lindemann's like in it now. So, so yeah, I truly no idea where this is headed. I don't know if anyone knows how many entrants there's going to be. So I don't really know how to like, even as I'm watching it, like what <laughs> what am I dissecting sure. or looking at? But um good energy bring you know they bring some energy into the into the building um i this is the pre-show in in general is pretty solid when it comes down to as pre-shows go right when you're looking at i was just looking at the the cards for the past couple of wrestle kingdoms and like the first half of the both nights cards looked like less less intriguing than this and that i'm talking main (laughs) cards right so um at least these we have something to keep an eye on yeah no it, there's something interesting up and down this card if not i, I think if i'm not mistaken there are stakes to every single match as well so i t- almost every single match is a title match 
Um, so yeah, no, I, I'm very excited. I think this is a well put together card. Um, well, let's also talk about the last opening match of the show. The last opening match. That sounds weird. Uh, Six locks for the Rambo. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the Antonio Noki Memorial six man tag match. Uh, 30 minute time limit here. It's Yuji Nagata's Satoshi Kojima. Uh, I should say, weirdly, New Japan, Noah's Satoshi Kojima and Togi Makabe teaming up uh, all together. Uh, take on the team of Tiger Mask, a factionless Minoru Suzuki, and Tatsumi Fujinami makes his uh, yearly appearance in New Japan. Uh, Chris, thoughts on this, uh, you know, this dad six-man? So this is gonna, this is the Antonio Noki Memorial six-man tag, and this I think is this is going to be cool because... They've timed it out. Like they they've given a time that this match is going to hit the ring, which is two twenty a.m. Eastern. Yes. And um, what's going to happen is, uh, I'll just read it. So like at the Tokyo Dome show, fans will be given red glow stick bracelets with the idea that at two twenty a.m. Eastern, the Tiger Mask, Suzuki, and Tetsuma Fujinami versus Nagata, Kojima, and Makabe match will start as a tribute to Inoki. And they want people to show their glow sticks to turn the Tokyo Dome red, which which is Inoki's color. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will also be giving away special commemorative tickets for collectors with Inoki, uh, plus an old school design of Okada versus White. So this is this will look pretty cool if yeah. um, if the crowd is engaged in it. And I think they will be. Yeah, I I think you you give a prop to the crowd. They're gonna be uh, if I've seen right. it, if I've seen any concert, if you give a prop to the crowd, they're into it immediately. Uh, uh, they you just have to make sure they do it at this point in the show, <laughs> not, right. not any point <laughs> earlier. Uh, Scotty, how are you feeling about this this match? It'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be a fun little uh, tag match. You know, I I've watched Kojima in Noah. I've watched Nagata in All Japan. They have plenty to give still, you know, there. And with the Inoki aspect of this, I'm sure all six will uh, put a lot of care into it, which should make it a really good pre-show match. Is Tiger Mask still holding the title somewhere? I believe no, he, he did lost lose it. it. He, did he lose lost it. that. Yeah. He looked <laughs> he good too. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, yeah. And Suzuki obviously is Suzuki. So I was going to say with, yeah. he has yet to look bad ever. I was gonna say with Nagata and All Japan, Kojima and Noah, we we really missed out on our Makabe Gleet run. Uh, you know, we really missed out on that Gleet run from Makabe. You know, I don't... no, it's okay. No, it's okay. Please, do... that no, that man okay. doesn't work any harder than he has to. Okay, <laughs> and he will he will get devoured. <laughs> He's a legend. He's a legend for the amount of work that he puts in for the amount of clout he carries. <laughs> well, let's get to the show proper. Uh, first match, six-minute time limit, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team title match. Uh, it is the champions, Francisco Akira and TJP, defending their titles against the winners of the Super Junior Tag League, Leo Rush and Yo. Uh, this is, uh, you know, essentially a repeat from the opening match of the Super Junior Tag League, which we talked about on here. We greatly love that. I think if we didn't talk about it proper, it was definitely a match of the week where we just reveled over it. I don't think revels is the word. We just we just loved the match so much. Uh, it was fantastic and kicking. Off, I think this is you know following the you know the light stick light sticks the Rambo the three minute squash probably. Um, this is you know for a proper show. This is the classic New Japan formula of kicking off hot, uh, putting on a match that we know is going to be great. 
Uh, and obviously we have already seen from a month or two ago that this match is can already going to be great. Uh, I said at the time, if I'm not mistaken, that it felt like they had more on the table. And obviously now knowing that this match is happening at Wrestle Kingdom, it's time to put it on the table, I think. Chris, let's talk about this tag match. Let's talk about this junior heavyweight tag match. How do you feel? And who do you think is going to win? Give me everything you got. I love a junior heavyweight tag team opener because it's just classic New Japan. Mm-hmm. It, and like it's I feel like I, this match is going to hit the ring and I'm going to feel like it's 2017 again. <laughs> um I, and but that's like that's a certain internal feeling, you yeah. know? Like I'm it's going to take me back. So, and you know, what I will say is that the the junior tag titles don't change hands in the Tokyo Dome quite as frequently as you would think. Really? Um yeah, so they've been defended in the Tokyo Dome 23 times. They've changed hands 11, um, which is a lot, but it's also not nearly as many as the heavy tags, and we'll talk about that. <laughs> but um, so, and they had a banger to start Tag League. I think Yo and Leo Rush only got better as the Tag League went on. Better, crisper, cleaner. Um, you know, TJP and, and Akira, they're firing on all cylinders. They're a great tag team. So this is primed to be a sleeper for maybe not like match of the night because there's so much on this card, but like <laughs> yeah. for to really set the set the stage for what the rest of the, the night's gonna look like. Yeah. Scotty, this, this is go ahead. Yeah, I got it. this is where one night benefits us all. Right. It's like this isn't gonna be after, you know, three trios matches where, you know, to get everyone on the card. This is gonna kick us off hot. I think Leo Rush is you know, I, I sing the praises of Leo Rush all the time. I think Leo Rush is fantastic and he's brought out of Yo, I think what a lot of people hope to see in Yo for a while. I actually like Yo, so I haven't been like super critical of him, but these two are really good together and like you know, Chris said Akira and TJP have been fantastic as champions. Um, this does feel like a 50 50 type match because, like, you know, and it fits, you know, your stat of you know, 11 out of 23. So as 50 50 as it gets, right? Um, I think Leo Rush and Yo, I, I want Leo Rush in Best of Super Junior so bad. So, like, give him the titles and make sure he stays here, please. He's got to make it to May. I know, I know. It's asking a lot. It's asking a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, I enjoy him. I, re- I I I love Leo, so I I'm excited to see what he does in the big dome. Yeah, I'm also excited to see what he does. I think there's also the under. Uh, we, we sort of already forgetting, you know, the sort of weird seeds that they're pl- sort of planting between Leo and Yo. They're they're not really on the same page at the end of it, but they ended up winning. You know, there was some friction at the end of the Super Junior Tag League in their final match. Will that play a factor in this match? I feel like Akira and TJP could easily squirm the ray and and and, and hurt that uh, relationship a little bit more uh, just as things are starting to come together for Yo a little bit better. So I think that is an interesting story point that we got to bring up that sort of you know, will will not will they won't they but will they make it together you know is it going to work out yeah. are they going to make it out are they going to squeak through and get this win i think that's uh, very interesting to me as well 
Um, but all right, let us talk about the IWGP Women's Championship match. This is the second match on the car with the uh, title holder, Kyrie, uh, former Kyrie Hojo and Kyrie Sane, uh, defending her title against Tam Nakano. Scotty, as the resident Joshi head, uh, let us throw to you first to talk about this IWGP Women's title match. Yeah, I said this when the first title match, you know, to crown the inaugural champion happened. This match is just as important in a lot of ways. It's the first defense. It's in the Tokyo Dome. It's the first women's singles match on a Wrestle Kingdom show. There are a lot of stakes here that, you know, whether they're the second match, the first match, the fifth match, it doesn't matter where they are on this card. They are going to go out there and deliver. I, I did think when they picked Tam, it was a little interesting because she is a wrestler that if you don't follow she may she's an interesting i'll just say she's an interesting one for those who don't know and as i've said on the show she's a storytelling wrestler mm -hmm. but Kyrie's Kyrie. it doesn't really matter who you put her against she's gonna deliver um i mean there uh, the one thing that i do have a problem with with this match is that i think everyone is so focused on the aftermath of the match yeah that this could be overlooked a little bit but I do hope that these two get, you know, at least 10, 14, 15 minutes and they just go out there, put on a show, and then you can roll out Sasha Banks. But yeah. uh, I, I I, do think that they will deliver with the big stage. I uh, have all the confidence in them. And, you know, Kyrie's a star. She knows she, she's been in big buildings before. This isn't her first rodeo. Yeah, I, we definitely talked about it before with uh, Tam Nakano is that for me personally, she can be hit or miss sometimes, but I think big, big stage, bright lights yeah. with against Kyrie. She did I, it last year. Yeah, she's gonna show up. Match. She's just certainly, yeah. Oh, yeah, she did show, yeah, that tag match she did great in. She's gonna show up. She's gonna put in a great performance. I think her and Kyrie can put together a great little short little story there. Um, you know, Tam obviously, you know, prefers, I feel like, long term storytelling versus the one match thing, but she can it's still nail that. Not. Yes, she can still <laughs> nail this one. Uh, so I'm definitely excited. Chris, thoughts on uh, this this historic IWGP Women's Title match? Well, Scott, you'll be proud. I watched the main event of um, what was it, Queen Queendom? Queendom, yeah. yeah. I am proud of you. So you know, I'm <laughs> I'm getting into it. Um, and it was great. That, I'm happy Kyrie did that for you. Yeah, she did. <laughs> that, that um, <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. So, but I liked the crossover match better. Um, yeah, yeah. I know this is not about that, but yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see Kyrie get in there again. Um, I hope they get some time, kind of, kind of as you alluded to. Like Kyrie's average singles match length in stardom this year was 20 minutes, and I think that that's about right for like her pacing mm -hmm. for her. Um, just what I know of her in WWE, and and you know, then what I've seen of her past then. So. I also hope they get some time yeah. because I'm hopeful that like, as that matches in the ring, the excitement on say social media and, yeah. and also in the building is palpable. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that's one of those things that we're all going to need to be tweeting that this matches in the ring. Right. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that anybody who's um, interested in what might happen afterwards might clue in clue themselves pay the seven dollars and 40 cents or whatever to get so your, some new japan world man the yen is down so <laughs> now's the time right. now's the time 
get that seven dollar sub <laughs> um so i think that i i hope they get some time to like build that on yeah. on their social media you know if this is all a strategy then they need to be that strategic with it yeah and um and this is an opportunity to 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 start to build up the viewer base because if she pops up after that match and they didn't do anything to hype that that match was was happening at that moment right. they missed you know they might miss some people yeah so. i'm, I'm- I'm openly nervous. Like this is like, like I don't, I get nervous for stardom overall, just cause like I cover them to the point where like, I just want them to do well. I hope that they push this match as much as they possibly can in all the right directions, because you know, you want all eyes on Sasha, obviously, but you should want eyes on the two people that the match. Yeah. Led to that. You know, and I, th- I think they will have a great match. Um, as long as they get the time, which, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I figure they need sixteen to to twenty minutes. Yeah, that would be the sweet spot. That that's probably the sweet spot. Yeah, I was gonna say even if they do a short match, I still think you know if they still did like a ten minute match, I still think they will pull out a great match there. But yeah, no, I totally agree that a a longer match is. You're trying to establish the title. Yes, right. That's that's a big part of it. Like you, you had you just had the last time this title was on the line, it was a main event, Mm -hmm. right? So. You do want to establish that title, and I feel Good like point. if you went right to a ten minute match, it's like, oh. I mean, yeah, and then you know the transition to what can potentially be the supposed post match uh, of this. You know, rumor if rumors have it, I'm not going to be that guy, but it's happening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's all 100. Uh, percent You know, it, it's interesting because you know, I, I I feel that Kyrie is a slam dunk winner of this match. Um, yeah, that's not a question. But the idea of we talked about it uh, when we were talking about Dream Queendom right before you came on, Chris, is that the this obviously with what you know what the belief is of what Bushi Road is doing here is this is part of the Western expansion of not just New Japan and and Bushi Road, but especially Stardom. You know that there was that report saying that they believe that they can fill the void of women's wrestling in America, uh, and this is part of that. And part of that is. You know, Julia being their world champion. Part of that is Kyrie being there, being there, Bushi Road, New Japan, whatever's IWGP women's champion. Part of that is presumably bringing in a top star of America. Um, so this three prong attack that Bushi Road and Stardom are putting together here, uh, this is all meant to be. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if like Julia's on commentary during this match. And you know, just yeah. to have the you know the the world of uh, stardom title holder there as well, um, you know, then you can also have you know Sasha Banks look at Julia as well, and oh, what's going to happen there? <laughs> oh, Yokohama maybe I don't know. Uh, but I think you know that that sort of idea of this is all here to to tell the Western audiences that this is what we this is what stardom can can fill in, in your life. I guess is what they're saying to me. Um, but you know, I'm very excited about this. I'm very excited about what the potential is. I'm very excited about uh, this match, and I'm very excited <laughs> about the post match. I mean, I've said this many times. I think they're potentially, potentially to play the game. Uh, they are adding the best U.S. women's wrestler I've seen in mm-hmm. terms of in ring. So I'm excited for that aspect of it all. She's a star. She's not hiding that she's in Japan. <laughs> you know, no. Not at all. She is not. So, I mean, and I, you know, I call it the CM Punk Act. That we're, that's what we're doing here. We're doing the, well, we're not going to confirm it, 
But yeah, you know, yeah, this whole entire thing is kind of set up around her, much like you know the last dance was for CM Punk returning to wrestling in AEW. Kind of feels like that. So uh, I'm excited. It's a little less than it's a little less than that. Oh though. yeah, oh, like yeah. it's well, not quite. Yeah, like, here's here's the Chicago guy coming <laughs> in. Yeah, I mean, listen, well, I'm, I, I'm I'm in always... Chicago. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was there. We knew every. We knew what was yeah. happening, yeah. right? Yeah. It was just a matter of how. I, I think that there's some weird outside shot that it doesn't happen, but I would, would be, be really. It would be really deflating. Yeah. How deflating would it be seeing when all these... Kidani said what he said? He's like, oh, uh, she oh, might yeah. be there. I was yeah. like, all right, well, yeah, yeah. That interview was pretty. That was probably the most telling. Yeah. Um, there's some hints on the New Japan official English Twitter too. If you mm-hmm. if you scroll through them, yeah. they're using the word "very" a lot <laughs> um, in relation to this match. Yeah, which is probably just as close as they can get without. Mm-hmm um you know spelling it out yeah they're trying to sell a thing they're trying they're doing the cm punk thing in the sense of we are trying yeah, to spell nothing, it out yes. for oh, you without saying the name it's essentially yeah, their version of the cm punk thing which right. is it's way just, less like cheeky you know wink wink nudge nudge it's more right. like i don't know yeah yeah maybe yeah helps that she is uh you know it's been seen in japan now like, <laughs> I mean, like yeah. uh well let's How, move why has she been there that long you know, just to train, I don't know. probably. To be at the birthday party. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> she didn't want to miss the party. I, living, I really she's don't. just living her dream. Hey, she is. It's been a while. Good so, on yeah. her. Good on her. I mean, at this point, do it. This, this point, is literally the one thing I wanted from her. So I appreciate her going out of her way to do this. <laughs> yeah, your your dream match for a very long time, Scotty, has been Mayu versus Sasha. So yeah, I mean, if I don't close. get it, then that's good because I promised I would retire. So because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was going to happen, now it's like uh, <laughs> now it's now it's, it's on exciting. your doorstep practically. Probably yeah. going to happen. Yeah, yeah, it might happen oh, well. this year. It was, it was a good run, that. folks. <laughs> Let's talk about the third match here: IWGP Tag Team Championship match. Uh, oh, this is. So good. FTR, Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood defending their titles uh, against the winners of the World Tag League, Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto. Um, I know you have some stats that don't look favorable to FTR here, Chris. (laughs) And on the streak that they've been having with their other titles, with the AAA title, with the um uh the ring of honor. Uh, thank you ring of honor title i was i forgot what i was <laughs> gonna say with the ring of honor title they're not been on a good streak as of late um how how bad is it looking for ftr well uh <laughs> these titles have changed hands in 10 consecutive tokyo dome <laughs> events and 13 of the last 15 oof so um it's not looking great <laughs> for a, a re- well, you know, streaks have to end, but 10 in a row is rough. You think, you think Kevin um, Kelly's pulling out the old, the streak is over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the last time the titles were successfully defended in the Tokyo dome was on January 4th, 2013 when Davy boy Smith jr. And Lance Archer successfully defended against Hiroki Goto and Carl Anderson. Ooh. Bright lights, baby. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a long time ago. Yeah. So, it'd be very Goto-esque, though. 
(laughs) So here's the thing. I think as I was looking at FTR just as a whole and what they have going on right now, if they're going to retain one of them in any of these kind of big matches they have, this is probably the one because if other rumors are to be believed, there's a, there's a chance that that Yokohama show is kind of a Japanese version of forbidden door, which means you'd want FTR back on there, maybe on a more featured match against someone like Aussie open, which maybe that's a lot of people are picking them as the winners of the, the tag league here. So maybe that's the idea. Well, right. So they didn't do that here. So are they then going to do that there? Um, if that's the case and if that's the layout, Goto and Yoshihashi, as much as they're becoming kind of the tag team of this generation right now, like they're really being built up as that. And I, I think they're going to stick with that. Yeah. Um, they can stand a loss and, and no one's really going to think much about it. This is not mm-hmm. like the Briscoes losing three in a row to FTR. Like, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi like they're not that protected yeah though you know they they are in a way that they always want to be relevant challengers but they could take a loss here no one would really think anything of it except from you know me because I'm looking at a list of title changes right now and (laughs) that would be a really big deal now there also could be and I'll just say here just to uh maybe break some hearts but you know we always could have maybe like a title change maybe do so do so to some shenanigans from Aussie Open I don't know and then maybe Yokohama's a three way we I know everyone has feelings about three ways but uh they you know that's did that at the last forbidden door yeah <laughs> yeah you know it's but that way you're you know, right. the team doesn't have to get pinned you know that's the politics of wrestling and you got to figure they want some domestic talent in the in yeah. the all the big matches yeah. no matter what even if you're doing a crossover show that's still what you want yeah i mean right. that's what they like like scotty said that's what they did for forbidden door do right. the same idea um you know i i think that's i think you're i think you're completely right chris if this is if i don't know i think if they hold these if they're gonna hold any titles it's these ones uh assuming they're not you know gonna go after the AEW titles after this or whatever um, lost the gun club they're not it's yeah okay. I, I just assume they win that rivalry and go off in the aw territory um uh, they go off or, or or you know they lose and they go off into the sunset into uh, the indies of the big time wrestlings and i was gonna they're say going nw way as an indie feels wrong but it is what it is um you yeah, know but uh i think you know if if they're losing here i don't know if it feels quite good maybe the rumors might be true that they're heading off uh, and taking a quick break on doing an indie tour, like you know, Dax has said, I believe. Um, he that... says a lot. To be fair, <laughs> he does say a lot. Um, but you know, I, I think it's possible, certainly, that if they're going to break the streak, if the streak is going to be over, if there's going to be any team, FDR, I think, can possibly be the team. I think it's certainly possible there. So we'll see uh, what unfolds for this match. Fourth match on the show, a match that. I honestly forgot that this was on the show because it was built up months ago, uh, but we're finally getting around to it. The New Japan World TV title match. And I'm just saying I forgot about it, but re-remembering that this match was happening, I got excited again. This match, we're so excited about this here. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Ren Narita. We've talked about it on the show between Scotty and I. The youth movement that's happening in New Japan, we're very excited about. You know, Scotty and I have talked about Narita, Umino, um uh Uemura, uh to a certain extent uh when if he comes back uh suji if he comes back you know if you're t- if you know if you're talking pillars 
if you're talking future pillars, I that's a solid four man lineup right there that I am personally would be you know put all my money into. You know, the, you know, I'm very excited about this. Ren Narita is looking very good. I'm a big Shibata fan, so <laughs> I'm totally okay seeing more Shibata esque action. Zack Saber Jr. has done a fantastic job. Uh, not the same extent, but in Rev Pro, he had a fantastic match against Leon Slater, um, which, you know, another guy with, you know, not a whole lot of experience. So uh, he is willing and, and he did a great job, like showcasing a lot of the other talent. Um, so I think he will certainly be doing that with Ren Narita here as well. Um, so I'm very excited about this match. I would love for a Zack Sabre Jr. singles title run. I personally don't know if it's in the cards uh, with Ren Narita being getting such the push that he is getting. Um, but it also wouldn't surprise me if New Japan's like, no, we're going to go on the the more veteran, more experienced guy here. Uh, Scotty, how do you feel about the New Japan world title, world, world TV title? This is the best title they could have added because it's so different from everything else. The 15 minute time limit, you know, me and Chris talked about this, you know, kind of with the high speed stuff in Hawaii. You know, we talked about it with historic crossover and how stardom should have showed that more um, in that show. But this is, while they're not going to be wrestling high speed, there is a pace to it now with the 15 minute time limit. And I loved the tournament that they did. It was small, but it was great. Like the Ishii and, uh, Narita match that was excellent um and, and it excites me because these two are shockingly excellent um this is like you know, you know how you were talking about like with the um the junior tag it won't be like a match of the night type thing but it's gonna be one of those that jumps off the card I think when you look at it uh I expect this to be with the match that follows, it's gonna be very, it's gonna be very enjoyable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to just be, to just be frank, but I, I, I would crown Narita. Like, just keep going with him, yeah. right? It just feels like you want him to be a big deal. Shooter's a big deal. Like he's teaming with Keiji Muto and Hiroshi Tanahashi. That's as big as you can get without having a singles match or a title match. Keep going, Ren Narita. I think this title feels built for him in a lot of ways. Chris, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think I the title feels like it's built for Narita. And but when I look at New Japan, I think of two pretty major and pretty straightforward priorities that they have right now, which is Western expansion again and youth movement. Hmm. Either one of these guys will serve one serve either of those. I mean, Zach's not young, but he the thing about these matches is that every every title match with this title is going to be posted to for free on New Japan World and on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And they're probably going to continue on doing what they were doing, which is these like little miniature promos right before it. Yeah. Um, I love those promos. And, oh, not they just, were not fantastic. Just of, not just of Zack Sabre Jr. because he was no. doing a gimmick thing, but every single person <laughs> doing a promo was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, Zach at one point had the young lions do the promo. I mean, like, I mean, the man is, he's got comedy chops for days. Mm-hmm. Um, so either way, regardless of who wins this, they're going to serve their priorities, which I do think leaves a little bit. Um, it, it does leave it a little more up in the air than saying like, well, this title is built for Ren Narita and, and, the titles going on Ren Narita. It it does feel like the U30 title from back in the day with Tanahashi that it was just like literally they just wanted this man to have a belt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um 
which, this, which, it, which would bode well for Narita <laughs> well, to be on that Tanahashi track. Yeah, 100%, right? A <laughs> uh, uh, Shibata cosplay on the Shibata or on the Tanahashi track, like not so bad, right? <laughs> so I, this match is going to be great. I'm, I'm less, um, I kind of got tired of the trope of like, most of the matches going like 14 minutes and 30 seconds like yeah. and, and playing against the time limit but i i'm back in on that they can do that now mm-hmm. all the time they just i they overdid it in the tournament i think mm-hmm. um so part of me hopes it goes that it goes that way and somehow it ends very abruptly then in that last minute because i think that that'll bring a lot what i'm looking out for in this match though is probably what's happening outside of the ring and is this where katsuyori shibata shows up because he's got ties directly back to both of these guys, right? Last year at Wrestle Kingdom, he wrestled Ren and Narita. Mm-hmm. And right before that, he had the um yeah. the no strikes match, the five minute uh, match with Zack Saber Jr. So it's almost like this was the plan all along. Um and to somehow involve Shibata. I hope he doesn't show up during this match because I have some thoughts about where else I would like to see him. But um oh challenging Kyrie, we can say it I, it's totally fine <laughs> that would listen that he he's up to some weird stuff so that wouldn't yeah. be that all that out there yeah um, he comes out in a so blue, he comes out in a blue wig uh, i'm ready um <laughs> so but i have a feeling he'll be on commentary or ringside for for this particular match for for good reason these guys are both connected to him i think ren narita ends up winning because mm-hmm. i think they are just gonna go with it is there any concerns to to play, I guess, like the devil's advocate to the Renrita talk? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the also the the plan is for this title as well is to uh, be a title on the sort of house showy in, you know, uh, tours, right? The, you know, the tour, the, the, the road twos, if you will. Um, is there, you know, it's also it would be a title. Not every title is obviously defended if it's defended on these road twos. Maybe this is going to be the main event of these road twos. If it's the main event, you want to make sure you're selling tickets. Is there any concerns there that if you put the title on uh, a new guy like Rita, that it won't necessarily work? I mean, what? I mean, is there any concerns that oh, it might hurt the road twos or anything like that? Or, or we, you know, is that the the thought to going to a Zack Saber Junior? Or do you think oh no, it doesn't matter? You know, this the road twos are going to sell whatever it's going to be um do we have any concerns about how it's going to how the title will work moving forward i the intention is for the title to be defended in cities that don't usually get title defenses Mm -hmm. um which to your point is that level of a show right um but i think if someone like ren narita holds the title and people start to get excited about going back to those shows in those smaller smaller towns smaller cities um i think all that does is make ren narita the biggest star in the city oh start right? planting seeds all over japan right and then eventually then ren narita becomes the bigger star in osaka in mm-hmm. you know sapporo in tokyo right like then eventually that builds itself and i think that that actually could be a really organic way to grow ren narita's fan base um, because you see the man in the main event that's walking in with the title. He's, he's a bigger deal. He's all, immediately a bigger deal. Um, and I don't think, I think that there's a lot of trust in Ren Narita and his ability 
in this lane to um, to kind of carry that level of of New Japan, right? Like the level that maybe like you wouldn't even see like the junior um, tag titles defended. That's the that's right. kind of the barometer, right? Like those yeah. those kind of live those and the the um, never open weight six man like they live in Corican, right? Those are Corican <laughs> yeah. defense titles, mm-hmm. and this is maybe a step to the side of that where it's like Corican sized venues, but not in Tokyo. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I don't think that that's uh, anything to scoff at. I think that that's a really cool lane. We'll see if it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that Zach has much more draw on that than Ren Narita would right now. I think the right. title and the, the title and the excitement of those matches, the 15 minute time limit is actually going to be what draws people in. Sells itself. Idol matches. Yeah, the, the, the like, so for me yeah. <laughs> going right. Like I just think about, I like to think about it in my respect. It's like ah, I get a title match right at one of these live shows. That's cool enough for me. Um, and like like Chris said, go with that young movement. Um, you know, I, I'll share my shots about Shooter uh, in a little bit, but it, going with these guys is what I would be doing. Perfect, beautiful. Let's talk yeah. about the fifth match. Never open weight title match <laughs> champion Carl Anderson defending his title against Tama Tonga. The lights are bright, baby, in Tokyo. Uh, Carl Anderson driving all the way from whatever tour stop he's at uh, in the states. Uh, not he wouldn't be driving, I guess. Uh, flying he's making sounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is just another stop in the tour, baby. Um, for bright lights, Carl Anderson. Uh, I have a real question Tama. to ask. Go perfect. Go for it. Will will he try? <laughs> Sorry, I I gotta be honest. Like, will he try? Because he did it the last time I saw him. Yeah, Mr. that bright lights. The the Tanahashi match wasn't wasn't too great, and the Hikaleo one wasn't much better. Uh, you said the Hikaleo one was what maybe the worst title match you've seen this year. So, I, I did just say be that. honest. I did no, just I did honest. say that. No, I, I I have real concerns. I I have real concerns about that. I think that Tamatanga, I will say. I think he's so over with yep. the crowd that he will will this to something better than anyone expects. That's what I was about to say. I think if anyone had, well, he did have a match with Tanahashi, but that, but it, he, that the crowd loves Tanahashi too. Uh, <laughs> and I would say Tanahashi <laughs> is probably a better wrestler than Tamatanga. No offense to Tamatanga, oh, really? but it's Tanahashi. Bold, uh, bold t- no, Tamatanga is pretty good. No, I agree. He's, never, he's on the run of his life. I said, yeah, I said sure that. Is. I said Carl Anderson had a bad match against Hikaleo. I was also like one of the few people that were defending uh, uh, the one of the Tamatanga evil matches, I believe, during the New Japan Cup. You weren't defending. You were praising. (laughs) That's accurate. That match was good. It It was was great. I loved it. I loved that. It might have been the best evil match. It was. Uh, I mean, I'm a I'm a house of torture defender. I Uh, we don't have much like us. Much like us. Thank you for joining the show. I think there's a lot of us, but we don't talk a lot. Um, (laughs) I hope they run the Rambo. (laughs) <laughs> well that's that's where they're gonna be apparently yeah, probably, yeah. so i was gonna say we don't have much to talk about there so i have to have to bring it up um so you were defending evil go ahead oh <laughs> thanks yes that's no i'm not joel abraham over here that man will go he'll go to bat for evil um here's the thing the uh the never open weight championship has been defended in the tokyo dome nine times and it's changed hands seven so Whew. Hope. Let's make it eight to ten. 
<laughs> and there, and Let's, there's your Chris Samson preview. There's not, there's not much more. Well, the the never open weight championship changes hands more frequently than any other title in New Japan, mm-hmm. um, at a rate of forty five point one two percent exactly. Um, what I will say, my I have a little. So remember the build up to this match, which was really just Tamatanga yeah. showed up after the Hikaleo uh, match, mm-hmm. ate a gun stun. Carl Anderson said, I'll see you in the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. Can we just like reverse that? Right. <laughs> they all do their, they both do their entrances. They show up. Tomatonga, gun stun. The belt is mine. See you later. I don't care if Carl Anderson tries. It's over. <laughs> so, so you're, so you're pitching that this match goes shorter than the three minute Young Lions match. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, first of all, I think that would be interesting because yeah. I think that, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to do that. I don't, I really don't. And I think Carl Anderson has one more great match left in him. And I think that there's a pretty long standing relationship with Tamatonga um, that I think they'll pay deference to. So I have some hope that this will be pretty good. I just, beyond the, my mini hope is that this match, that the women's match has more time than this match. Like I want just, oh. just you know, you're you're saying squash. My max is ten. My max is ten minutes here. You know, mm-hmm. give the. And you're, I, mean, I can see it in your face, Chris. Even you mm-hmm. are saying that's way too much time. Uh, but that's that's my max on this one. Let's just. I mean, he just tra- he he just pitched ten seconds. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But here <laughs> here's here's the question: Will this match be better than Evil versus Ishi last year, which did not land with most people? It, like that's the barometer right now. It's a fun game to play. Right. Because <laughs> that worst? match that match got absolutely dumped on yeah. by a lot of people. I didn't think it was that bad, but it it wasn't great. No. Um people but, were mad because it was Ishii. That's right. I'm... People get real emotional about the Ishii, like the quality of Ishii matches. Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it's that and then like Bright Lights Carly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and here we are in the same lane, the never open yeah. weight championship, which really hasn't hasn't grabbed its footing in a, in a while now in a weird in a yeah in a weird way there's the 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 benefit of this match is that the expectations are so low that hey you know if they put out a good match they're gonna surprise most people you know that's you know that at this rate you know to be frank about it i i, I think that you know, I, I don't know if we'll get a lot of people dogging on this match because if we get even like a three-star match, three and a half star maybe, I don't know, people will be like, all right, that was better, that was better than I thought. So, I, you know, I, I think it's possible that, I hate to say it, that this match will be better than Evil Ishii. I think it's totally possible. I think my biggest my biggest takeaway for this is people will appreciate Tamatanga's performance, whatever it is. I think he's Without going doubt. I think he's going to put on a great show, whether it is, you know, 10 seconds or 10 minutes. I think uh, his connection with the crowd will uh, lead this to being better than people expect. Truthfully. Totally agree. Totally agree. Let's move on to the sixth match. Keji Muto's last match in new Japan. It's got the the Scotty match special (laughs) over here. Uh, On one side. Really is. on On one side, we of course got the one and only Keji Muto. We also have Hiroshi Tanahashi and Shota Umino teaming up my, with Muto. That's my team right there. Team I made that trio. <laughs> yeah, you you got the call and he built that. Uh, versus Lij Bushi Sanada and Tetsuya Naito. 
Uh, Chris, let's go with you first. Thoughts on this uh, match? I know, obviously, there might not be a lot of stats with Muto, per se, but thoughts on uh, this match? Oh, you Chris. didn't ask him the most important stat. How many knees actually work in this match? Oh. That's an uh, interesting stat. Let's see. <laughs> huh. Two. We know Umino's work. Presumably. Yeah, we know that's good. I mean, I mean... Bushi's up I, there. I really need more of an over-under. I think we're we're over-under, like, 13 knees. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Thir- well thir- thir- wait, I was like, 13 knees? How is there an odd number? I've got Muto's <laughs> in the match. Um, yeah, yeah like, over-under 6 is probably the number there. Yeah, right, right. Man. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think both of Amino's work. I think... Yeah. Half of each of Tanahashi's work. <laughs> so that was, I, we total to one, depending on the season, really, yeah. right? Yeah, so G1 season, they start to not work, and that's the story, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Muto, ah, he looked all right this morning. He did. Um, you know, he, neither there though. <laughs> no, that doesn't mean he has knees. Naito, we know that his knees are just dust. Yeah. Um, and he has no eyeballs. It's incredible that he he wrestled in 133 matches with no eyes and no knees. <laughs> Um, so not if he keeps doing those moonsaults, huh? So, yeah, I saw the reactions to that. Holy one. cow, <laughs> people have feelings about Tetsuya Naito. Um, and I knew that, but I didn't really know that. Um, yeah, so I mean, Muto, this will be his 32nd match in the Tokyo Dome, which is pretty good. I think he's just behind. Um, actually, let me let me get it right. Ooh, I'll have one more this year, of course. When he yeah, right. So retires, he'll be oh, behind. Yeah, he would technically for Noah. He'll have a he'll have another. Yeah. Well, his retirement show is the dome. Yeah, he'll so he'll end with thirty three, mm-hmm. which will put him tied with Kojima, um, but behind Nakanishi, Chono, Tenzan, Nagata, and Liger. Okay. But so up there. he's up there. He's up I there. mean, that's that's the list, right? Well, he's also that's... up there for a guy that hasn't been in like New Japan proper in Correct. a very long time. Correct. So he hasn't wrestled in Tokyo Dome since I think twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah, it was the Goldberg thing. Fourteen. That was a long time ago. Yeah, fourteen. Actually, he teamed with he teamed with Toriano on Wrestle Kingdom eight. Beautiful. Oh, okay. What a, what a, what a squad. <laughs> yeah, against against get this Minoru Suzuki and Shelton Benjamin. Hey, little Shelly right Bean. Yeah, it's probably pretty good. Um, <laughs> Back to this so, match. <laughs> I I think they booked this perfectly though. Like obviously on the one side you've got three really three generations right, and on the other side you've got Lij, mm-hmm. and Umino has been mixing it up with Naito on the road to Tokyo oh, Dome shows. That. And I don't think that's just for this. I think that that's going to be the continued uh, situation for Umino. Putting Sonata in there with Muto is perfect because they have such history. Yep. yep. Um, same with Naito. I mean, Naito and Muto had a one-on-one match at, at Tokyo Dome. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, gosh. What year was that? Um, <laughs> 2012. Yeah, 2012. Wrestle Kingdom 6. So, um, so for what they're trying to accomplish, which is to feature Muto and, and to have a moment for them. This they couldn't have booked a better match. Mm-hmm. How it ends, I don't know if it really matters. Mm-hmm. I don't is Muto now on his way. Is he is he doing his actual farewell tour based on what happened this morning? Or is that the WWE influence? Feels like that's it. Muto uh, wins LOL. <laughs> yeah, Muto. I think the Muto side is probably winning this. Um I 
but what I what I do hope is that it's not just a straight up like oh Bushi takes the pin right like yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's way more interesting if Umino pins Naito yes. or Muto finally does a moonsault onto Sonata yeah and we call it a day that I think that's interesting too right so also I think terrifying also extremely terrifying but if you're ever going to be terrifying do it at the Tokyo Dome <laughs> yeah the big um, payday baby and then maybe do it again so. <laughs> This will this will be fun. I think it's placed right too. I mean, like this is the this is the time that you can't. It's not a cool down match, but it's also not a match. It's the only match on the card with no stakes. Yeah, yeah, right. And the only stake is you know how how does how do we get Amino to look like a star? Yeah. I I think. Or sure if or up. if Muto can make it through the match, <laughs> it would be the other stake. Ah, uh, he'll be fine. I, I think I also pitch, uh, you know, I also pitch a potential finish. What if we got completely surprised that it's actually the Lij thing? You know, what if you know Nakamura this morning stole the mist and and beat uh, practically beat uh, uh, Muto with the mist? What if Sonata beats Muto with the moonsault? You know, what if that's just go oh, super bold with it? That'd be very cool. That would be cool. That'd be, I, let's yeah. just go. With, let's just go for it. Why not? The guy's leaving. <laughs> that would be pretty neat, actually, and that would mean a lot, I think, to Sonata too. Yeah. Um, like not even him as a person, but him as an uh, entity. Yeah. yeah. So and the that, fans would obviously get behind Sonata even more in that point. Right. That'd, so that's my preferred finish now. So if that happens, I'll be very happy. Know. No, that's Pitch good. The finish. Well, we got him. We got him, folks. Uh, my, my preference, if anyone cares, is Umino pinning Naito. So. I mean, that's a great one, too. That, if you yeah. really want to showcase Umino, have him pinning the head LIJ member is going to do it. Well, and that also sets up a, a... I look back at, say, like, Great Okan's initial run mm. as, with the singles matches with Naito, with Sonata, with some of, I mean, honestly, this lane, right? Like yeah, yeah. when he started to, to pop up. So he lost most of those first matches against those guys because then they rolled him back in tournaments and things of the sort. And he's starting to get some of his wins back. And I wonder if, you know, say maybe you get Amino and, and he does end up pinning Naito, but then they run a singles match at New Beginning mm-hmm. and Naito wins, right? And then Umino's got something to chase or to bounce back in New Japan Cup or G1 or whatever it may be. So I think that that's a certain possibility too. Let's move on to the next match. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. This is the four-way match, folks. It's Master Wado, El Desperado, and Hiromu Takahashi taking on the champion Taiji Ishimori. Uh, this I loved, 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 loved. It was definitely my match of the week at the time, if I'm not mistaken. Their chaos tag team match, chaos, not the not the faction, but the chaotic uh, tag team match that they had. I thought there was so, it felt so weirdly like revolutionary of how chaotic it could get like it took the classic of can they coexist to the nth degree uh of non-coexistence uh and i just love that match so much if it's anything similar uh to that uh that experience i will thoroughly enjoy this match scotty we'll start with you how are you feeling on this four-way for the junior heavyweight title Oh, it's gonna be a blast. That like that's the biggest takeaway I have. Like I almost don't care who wins mm-hmm. in a way. Like because for me, you know, changing it up to being a four way rather than a big singles match, it, it gives you interesting ways to make this work. 
Um, you know, if I was to pick a guy who I wanted to win, it'd be Desperado. But do I think that's going to happen? No idea. Uh, but I think all of them work so well in that tag match. I'm so intrigued to see what they do now in singles. You know, Watto getting the big, big spot here um, almost feels like it would have been Kushida had things happen differently. Mm-hmm. But I think Watto has shown up in the big spots. And, you know, he's a guy that I think does have potential. And he's starting to finally put it together. In the big spot, can he show up? I think he can with these three. I mean, these three guys in the way, you can't ask for a better three to do that. Um, this should be a great match, and it'll be perfect right before the double bay event. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great point. Uh, Chris, thoughts? Yeah, that I mean, that tag match was the some of the most fun I've had watching wrestling in a very long time. I mean, love, love, love that. Probably going to go watch that as soon as we get off, uh, get off the line here. What I will say, uh, people have, uh, people have feelings about a three or four way on a major show, mm-hmm. um, which I totally understand. Right. I'm a singles match guy. I'm, I'm very much like, give me one-on-one and like, let's go. And you know, mm-hmm. these guys, they've kind of figured out how to make it work um, and, and make it work in the buildup, make it work in there. And I mean, when they, they announced this match in like freaking September, yeah, like it feels like we've known that this was going to be the junior title match forever. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. All these dudes have shown up this year. Nobody Mm -hmm. in this match wrestled less than 109 matches in new Japan last in 2022, which is insane. Jesus. It's so they're all in the top 15 of number matches in, in New Japan. El Desperado has the least at 109, and that's not even including all the other matches he rests. I mean, that dude gets out there and yeah. freelances, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So these guys showed up, in, including Master Watto. I mean, he's been I was, on, I was very he surprised has wrestled, by that. He has wrestled a ton this year 115 matches. They all have positive fall differentials, so they're all relatively um, fall differentials, winning falls for minus losing falls, right? So, um, they're they're all relatively protected, mm-hmm. including Watto. And I think a lot of people still see Watto as this like kind of jobber dude that shows up and is on the pre-show, but like he's, I, I wouldn't say he's getting pushed to the moon, but he's he's not not getting pushed to the moon yeah um and and a little bit of this is like okay this kid's been working his ass off so let's in light of kushida's situation let's Mm -hmm. put wato in the space and see what happens and maybe he's taking the strap i don't know right like maybe it's one of those things where it's like maybe it's just worth a shot i think you got to get ishimori away from the title and let him do something interesting Mm -hmm. um maybe it's time to go back to hiromu it's been a minute um he actually hasn't held the belt since early 2021 mm-hmm. um and you know desperado's kind of a lost soul right now because of the suzuki goon situation and i hope that means he's gonna really dig his heels in and do a lot yeah. with new japan but it might mean he's gonna freelance a bunch so right. um it's kind of wide open to me i don't i don't know who's gonna win i do think the title will move off of ishimori but other than yeah. that within the the other three I'm not really sure yeah, no, I'm very fascinated to see that. Like you, t- we talked about with the Suzuki Goon disbandment, uh, seeing El Desperado in here is an interesting 
thought process to, to go through. Because you can see him being sort of like a, as a lost soul, but you also see him as like, well, this is the perfect moment for him to step out as like yep. his own dude. You know, like this is a, another moment to to become his own guy um, underneath out from underneath that Suzuki Yu thing, which but to a certain extent, he already has done that. So I don't know how much that holds holds weight. Master Wado is a fascinating thought. I, I I am one of those people that like I still think of him as like a like a jobber guy. But that was a stink that like Taichi had for like a very long time. And it took him a very long time to get rid of the uh, to st- to steal the quote from uh from super jcast to steal that quote of uh that bag of stock sock stink um you know that is something that it took him a very long time to do and it sort of that stink sort of transferred over to wato if there is gonna be a match that you know we're talking about with narita with shota umino um if they're going to really push the youth movement master wato's in there master wato can be right there he's still new to this roster uh, and, you know, have him really under these tags and everything all year, really grind, get better throughout the course of the year, and then come out, showcase himself in a fantastic four-way. Everyone makes him look great. He looks great. He does a great job. And then he wins the title. Boom, bing, bang, boom. You got a new star, baby. <laughs> I, I So I, I'm excited to see what happens. I like, I like Master Watto, so... Yeah, you and me have had the battle of the past year of I think he's getting there. You're like, yeah, hey, you know, I think it, I think that tag actually opened your eyes to, yes, to it. It did. Um, but I would like to see them go crazy. Maybe give him a shot. You know what? The worst thing that happens, guess what? You take the title off and we put on Haramo. Like, <laughs> is right. that tough? <laughs> the what I'm, what I'll be watching for is if they go with Narita. And then they do. They really feature Umino mm-hmm. in the in the Muto match. Mm-hmm. I think that bodes well for Watto. Yeah, because mm-hmm. then it really means that we're looking at a kind of a generational shift Tokyo Dome card. Let me look at the rest of this card. How much youth is in the rest of this card? Well, um, Osprey's like still like 29. Osprey's still very young for what he's accomplished certainly i mean oleg if 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 the oleg squash happens you know that's sure sure uh i don't know if rush counts as the the youth movement but uh um yeah no i you know they there is they have a real prime opportunity to really showcase the youth here and i think i I wouldn't be surprised if they take it i wouldn't be surprised well akira i mean akira is already he's super young yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so and he's already got the the strap but Mm -hmm. So that's there's something there too, especially on the junior side of things. They they got a lot of young talent that's within the pipeline at least. Oh yeah, they. And they Le- I mean, Leo Rush is a he's super young too. I oh, he's, he's like twenty six. Leo Rush, <laughs> Leo Rush has Lindsay Lohan syndrome for me, and by that I mean that he's been around for so long. I constantly think he's older than he is. Like I found out the other day that like Lindsay Lohan's in her mid thirties, which blew my mind. I thought she was in her forties or something. Like Leo Rush, I keep forgetting like how young that he he actually is because he's, he's been around everywhere. Yeah, he's yeah. Tw- he's twenty eight. That's he's way younger than I thought. That's way younger than I thought. He's in his thirties. God damn! God damn! He's so good. Uh, oh mean, man, he's been around the park. God, it, Akira. I mean, Akira's twenty three though. Jesus Christ, he's a like baby. that's a that's a child. That's a like, child. What is he doing here? I look forward to when he's in the uh, junior tag. Not the junior tag, the junior heavyweight match. Yeah, Akira. Yeah, he's he's stud. 
Yeah. I mean, Akira or Rush, honestly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm going to be happy with either one, but uh, I'm excited for this match. Well, let's get into the semi-main event before we get out of here. <laughs> da, 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 the double main event. The, the double, yeah, it's yes. called the double. I, I have to right. correct people on that. It is very interesting. Not only is it a double main event, uh, and how it's interesting to see how they are advertising it. Chris, I don't know if you saw, Chris or Scotty, I don't know if you saw that tweet, but there was uh, someone realized that uh, on the you know Japan language this version of the site. What's that? It's sponsored. What's well, there's that too. Yeah, the, this that, that this, this match particular match, or is it both main events are sponsored? It doesn't say it for the well, at least on the website. It doesn't right. say it for the uh, the main main event. But they real someone realized I think it was today that the on the Japanese version of the website the splash page first image you see is Jay White versus Okada on the English version of the website the splash page first image you see is Osprey versus Omega. So this is the double. They know what they're doing. Yeah, they know what they're doing. This is that Western expansion. They are advertising this match. Essentially, I'm giving it a double main event because this is probably the main event for a lot of the Western audience. I mean, if you go on New Japan World, this is the uh, like watch live yeah. card. Yeah. You know, when, mm-hmm. when they show it, it's these two. So, yeah. Yeah, they know what they're doing. And, and you know, we talked about before the show, Osprey Omega, IWGP US Heavyweight Championship match. Chris, you said your your floor is 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 four stars. My, yeah, I mean, go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say I'm not a stars guy. I don't do star yeah. ratings, but like that's that almost feels low it, for like yeah. the expectations well, of this well, match. This see, match so, is the opposite expectation of the never open weight championship match. I said, so like whatever it is, the inverse, right? So yes, if you're expecting yeah. a half a star match for the never, you're going four and a half on this right off the bat. Yeah. Like, I said on here, on the Meltzer scale specifically, so like when he grades this, I think people will be upset if this only gets five stars. <laughs> like, because that's how it's being talked about yeah. in a lot of ways. You know, these two are the guys that have gotten those five stars time and time again. Osprey prints them out every year, essentially. Mm-hmm. He's, um, he's about to break the. I mean, him and every about week. To, yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, he's a, every, I was gonna say monthly, but it's like weekly at times. <laughs> I many, think he had like th- he had like two or three in one week this past year. Has that a every. Ishii match been rated yet? Not that the I Rev know Pro of. one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. If if that if I think if that gets five stars and then this match gets five plus stars, I think he breaks okay, the well, record. I'll tell you the Ishii one won't. So he maybe. either breaks the record or ties the record. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound like the Ishii one has that level of no, hype. No, no. But, but it's Rev, it's Rev Pro and it gets delayed releases, so I wonder if that's part it's of already it. Already out. Oh, yeah, it's out. Oh, oh, then never mind. <laughs> but then maybe it doesn't. <laughs> it's not yeah. But yeah, no. I so we talking four stars. We're talking five stars. I famously at one point in the set of the show when we were previewing this that the ceiling for this for me is the greatest match of all time in the history of professional wrestling. Like this is you know we're talking Flair Steamboat. We're talking uh, 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 Masawa Okada Kawana. Omega. We're talking all the Okada Omegas. <laughs> you're, you're, you're talking literally like Okada Omega at the time. I mean, even the first Omega, we wouldn't totally expect it, but then we definitely get, became clear of it as the rivalry continued. Right now, these are arguably the greatest wrestlers in our lifetime right now uh, between Omega and Osprey. And Omega's coming back from an injury. He's coming in between of like constantly workhorsing himself on uh, on AEW Dynamite, <laughs> trying to die, trying to die, classic Omega <laughs> fashion. Uh, so, 
I, I joke, I jokingly say it, you know, to sort of, you know, uh, blow up the idea, but like, it's not, I don't think out of the realm of possibility that like, this is going to be that big of a match. This has the potential to be that huge of a match and it'll be going to be the semi main event on the card in, in theory. No, it's double. I know it's, it's a double. double. <laughs> I know it's a double, but you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Uh, it's the so, second yeah. match to the top. Yeah, I got you. Yes, it, it has. I, I truly think that, like, I totally agree. Floor, I would say, I wouldn't even say as low as four. I would say the floor could be as low as four and a half or something. I didn't um, even know the title was on the line until like a week ago. Because <laughs> it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't need it. No, it doesn't need it. It doesn't need it at all. But if, if but, anything, that's but the, the that parallel it. back to the Jericho match yes. is that title in this slot, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's that's worth that's worth noting mm-hmm. um and i think that that has something to do with they're they're going back to what worked before yeah, yeah. right and that that's brilliant to me now these guys the jericho match is awesome right the jericho yeah. omega match like that yeah. ruled in yeah. its own way it was like one of those like oh okay i'm gonna <laughs> go the- watch i actually want to go watch that back before the show yeah that's mm-hmm. probably a good idea because they made you know how everyone likes to do callbacks, but these guys haven't wrestled much. Yeah. So what other callbacks do you have except for Kenny Omega essentially becoming Jericho, you know, in with the attitude. He's so much better in the ring in the ways that people, you know, consider work Grady, right? Yeah. But yeah. So my fear is that um my fear is that these guys already know when the rematch is happening and they're, mm. they're building towards that as opposed to just like taking this match as a, maybe we never get to do this again kind of match. Yeah. And I think at the end of it, we'll be able to tell whether they know when the next time is or not, because if they leave anything on the table, they know they're going to do it again. I would hypothesize that they're going to do it again in America. Yeah. Right. Forbidden Door was my guess. Yeah, like Forbidden Door too. Unless they do Okada Omega, of course. Well, so that's that's the thing, right? So there's a myriad of people. If Okada wins the championship, there's a myriad of people who might walk out onto that ramp, and Kenny Omega is on that list, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but I would imagine that he would have to lose this match for that to be the case. Mm-hmm. Which I think and is a possibility. I, I think it's a possibility, but I think if I had, again, if I'm a betting man, I'm betting on Omega yeah. because um, I think, I think he's ready to do some work with new Japan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I, I did this jokingly yesterday because someone tweeted, like tweet your predictions. And I was like, okay, well, Omega will wrestle more than one match in new Japan. Like that was an easy one yeah. for me. Um, this, this match, I mean, it's the most highly anticipated match New Japan's had since what? Probably the Jericho match. Jericho match. Yeah. 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 So like, and that's a good, that's a great thing for New Japan, obviously. Um, I, I talk, I've talked to some people and, you know, you say your fear is, do they know the second match is coming? I say, do they, do they know there's more matches to come in their lives? after this? <laughs> well, right. Yeah, I mean, death is not out of the question for these right. two because they go that extra limit. Yeah, and truthfully, even if they know there's another match coming, Osprey doesn't care. No, he's never cared. Omega on this stage probably won't care. 
guessing i'm assuming yeah just based off of what i've seen him do you know I, we we recently watched back the second okada omega match mm-hmm. and it's like you know this dude doesn't he never cared and I, he's healthier now than he was in that entire stretch except for the first match right yeah. like isn't that the match he got hurt in initially okada omega was that when he got um i believe that's vertigo yes vertigo? i believe, I believe he has said that was the vertigo match yeah so like he's just healthier now Mm-hmm. You know, he's trying to change that in his you know <laughs> trios matches, but right now he's healthier. Yeah. Um, these two are going to destroy each other in the best way possible. Whether it's the best match they have in them, I think that's a good question that Chris is kind of asking. Or do they know to kind of do the Omega Okada situation at the same time? It's like, oh, we're going to give you this great one. But we'll have greater down the road, wherever and that may be. Yeah, somehow we're actually just gonna we're gonna give you all we've got, yeah. and then we're gonna figure it out later how to go higher. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think in the world of professional wrestling and and politics and everything, you've got to just give it all you got. You 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 never know. Wrestling can change well, the dime. True, Meltzer says it all the time. Again, that's the Osprey thing, though. Yeah, he I'm, does. Oh he yeah, and does. He, he's gonna go out there and kill himself over it. I mean, we all know he probably saw that Vikingo gif. You know, he's going to go out there and try to do something insane. <laughs> oh, I sure hope he didn't. <laughs> you know well, he, he did because he said he, because someone said, how is this possible? He said, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's going to figure out a way to do it. Um, I don't know, somehow he's going to do it out of the one winged angel. I don't know how he's just going to do it. It's going to be fine. Um, you know, it, it's going to, you know, this is, I, I, I'm very excited about this match. I mean, this is, I'm very, very excited about this match. I, I, again, I'm hyperbolizing a lot, but I, I think this is the greatest match of all time. So clearly you are, <laughs> but like, you know, it, it, I think this has real potential to be fantastic. I agree. I completely agree. If Yokohama's around the corner, if forbidden door two is around the corner, uh, if any other AEW pay-per-view is around the corner, that will, I could see an argument that they could have that, oh, we'll, we'll save some stuff. But I could also see both of these guys want to push each other to come also up with creative ideas. enough. Yeah, oh, these guys are out. insanely creative in the ring. I can see both of them pushing, no, let's do that, let's do that. And then, like you said, Chris, down the line, we'll figure it out and come up with more ideas. I, I, I'm very, I'm very excited for this match. You know, I did think about this. They could play up that... Uh... You know, when Osprey knocked out Ibushi with the hidden blade, I thought maybe they could do well, that callback. I mean, look at Kenny's shirt the other night. Oh, I saw it. <laughs> so I was going to say. That's, so the my question is to someone second Kenny. Mm. I'll be really upset if the, I know I'm guessing the Young Bucks aren't there, but I'm going to be upset when they aren't because I've got, I got accustomed to that. <laughs> it, well, that's yeah. That's well, Dave was very clear like the young bucks are not going to japan yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i and i believe him when he talks about the young bucks because well you know yeah yeah we all know they're friends <laughs> they, they friends yeah. um so but does someone second kenny and someone could be don Callis. someone could be kyoto vushi someone could be takashita i don't know you know like it could be there's so many different options be, for that and brandon cutler you know, michael nakazawa Nakazawa, sure. Let's just go. Full that wouldn't comedy. be shocking if Nakazawa did go with him, though. Yeah, full comedy. He did last time when um when Kenny got suspended when they went to Japan. Mm-hmm. Nakazawa yeah. was there with him. So. Yeah, yeah. 
So Ibushi's I mean, the, the real question is: Does does Kota Ibushi show up as Kenny Omega's second? Is that his? Is that his next New Japan? Did things blow over, and that's the way that we get Ibushi to show up in New Japan again? It'd be that so upsetting if that is. But that would be so upsetting if that is the next time we see the last <laughs> that time does, we yeah, see Ibushi. In that New doesn't Japan. seem like the right lane. That's no, all right. you know. But it also might be the right lane. It might be the him. perfect lane. <laughs> right. It'd be very Kota Ibushi. Totally. <laughs> or so uh, or. You know, maybe they. When is Ibushi's contract end? It's the end of January, not. The I mean, that's right. Most contracts with New Japan end at the end of January. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if, if things have cooled over that much and Omega's over there, I mean, Yokohama's around the corner, baby. Well, the Yokohama logo is gold and blue, and the lat I... the Wrestle Kingdom 15 logo was also gold and blue. Which is where Ibushi stood tall. So interesting. Like I, I'm not saying that those him. things are are always right, but it's not. If it were black and gold, I'd be like, "Well, we're doing a crossover show," <laughs> um, but we're not quite there. But I don't. There might be something there, right? I mean, like I'm an Ibushi fan. Like I would love for him to have. I would love for things to have blown over. Yes. Um. I, I hope. I want him to wrestle again. Personally, totally. That's anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> anywhere. So, you know, could I handle seeing Ibushi, Omega, and Osprey all like interacting at the same time and wondering about all the, you know, all the, you know, three way things that could happen between all? I mean, I don't, they'll all, they all want to die in the ring. Like, yeah. I'm convinced. Yeah. So, you know, if like Shibata, if Ibushi's going to show up, I hope it's not here. I hope it's after the main event. Um, but this match, this match deserves all the hype. I, I think it would have gotten announced earlier had Kenny Omega not been suspended mm-hmm. for as long as he was. Agreed. Cause I think yeah. that, um, I think that they did miss a little bit of, of build up there because I think then they could have done some stuff on AEW TV and maybe Kenny sure. could have shown up at a New Japan show like actually physically shown up not a video yeah. there wouldn't uh, have been a seven match series you know that would have been yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> right true. right we, we would have had a plan so but when it comes down to it like the title doesn't matter what it, what matters in this match is like the spectacle of it Mm -hmm. um and honestly probably the finish because that'll lead to something else later yeah i i it's truly fascinating every facet of this match is fascinating to me uh i'm very excited for it uh let's get to our main or our other double main event sorry our other double main event that is jay white defending his iwgp world heavyweight title against the winner of the G1 Climax, Climax, Kazuchika Okada. Now, I, I would say, obviously, you know, the, the Western audience is more into Osprey Omega. It's been sort of tough for a build for this show because of Jay White not necessarily being there every single time. Um, you know, that is how it is. Um, but where, how are we ever feeling about this match? I know we just, you know, so over the moon about uh, uh, Osprey Omega, but uh, Scotty, how are you feeling about this match? I mean, it's going to be fantastic. I like, like, that's the funny thing of all of this. It's like, if you're like, ah, you know, whatever. I was like, okay, it's Okada in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. Like, let's not act like this is 
not going to work. Yeah. You know, you know, you, for example, I know for a fact your match of the year two years ago was Jay White versus Kota Ibushi in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. Love that. So it's like, let's not sit here and act. And and there's at least a a decent amount of cheering that's going to only benefit Jay White in the way he wrestles. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not, we're not, let's not sit around and like act like this is gonna be bad. Well, I know we're not. People are. They're like, oh, who cares? It's like, well, I do because it's the IWGP World Championship. It's Kazuchika Okada, maybe going to go down as the greatest of all time when it's all said and done. You know, the dude's a observer Hall of Famer and he's has half of his career left, essentially. It's gonna be fantastic. It's, it's going to be everything you want in a Wrestle Kingdom main event. And it's going to follow a match that, you know, it, it may take some out of it. It's not going to take me out of it. it. This is what Wrestle Kingdom's built on is greatness in the final couple matches. Chris, talk to us about this match. G- give us everything. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there are a lot of people that are talking about how cold this match is. Yeah. And yeah. my rebuttal for that is what more do you need? <laughs> like, what more do you need than, than, Okada in his 10th Tokyo Dome main event uh-huh. against Jay White in his second as with his last hurdle, really, which is Okada in the main event, right? Yeah. If Jay stands tall here, he's accomplished everything he want, wanted to accomplish in, in New Japan Pro Wrestling, which, which worries me a little bit. Which would also be boring because then what more can he do? Well, sure. Yeah. Um you get you would have to figure there's a plan that would come into into effect yeah. probably the next night sure. right yes. but yes 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 but i i don't know i'm a i'm a simple guy <laughs> this man's the champion right jay white's the champion okada won the g1 mm-hmm. i don't need a lot of dicking around between that <laughs> like the man yeah, won the, history. the man won it, and that's exactly it too these guys don't need to build up some sort of personal grudge it's there it goes back to jay as a young lion yeah like this goes all the way back so sure could they have done more to build it up yeah i guess but like to what end you're still gonna land in the same place right and sure do i wish jay was at least on i guess the road to tokyo dome shows or or something just to build up some more interactions or Mm -hmm. see more interactions yeah we don't need it though. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, we don't need it. And yeah. this this match is going to be one of those matches that's an objectively great pro wrestling match. I could see there being a group of people that consider this match at the, at the end of it, after it, to be significantly better than Okada or I'm sorry, Omega Osprey, only because that's not everyone's style. Yeah, right. And this these guys, I mean, look back to Jay White versus Ibushi. That match one of my favorite matches of all time. Yes. But then add in Okada, who has the same uh, ability to draw on the psychology of wrestling as Jay White. Like they're at that same level Mm -hmm. of being able to draw you in and build this match with, with the, just the right building blocks and just the right moments that keep you engaged in it. You know, and Jay White, you know, he's famously four and one in one on one matches against Okada. So it's it that's the easy lane to be like, well, it's not gonna be LOL Okada wins because he doesn't win against Jay White. Yeah. 
Um, and there's some truth to that. Like, I think, I think look back to 2018, everyone thought Tetsuya Naito was going to walk out of that dome with that belt on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Right. And if this is a re-up of that year, everyone thinks Okada's winning this match. Yeah. That's a great maybe, point. And maybe he's not. That's a great point. It, it is it would be foolish as a fan of new japan to just look mm. at the main event and be like ah slam dunk it's gonna be okada you know whatever when there is a a perfect moment in new japan history, recent new japan history of oh yeah slam dunk it's gonna be naito uh wow that is a fantastic point scotty you were about to say something i think if white wins you get some sort of big thing at the end Yes. Yeah. You have to. But like, if Okada wins, you don't need it, right? You got a new world champion. Have a big moment. But if White wins, you get something big. Um, I would laugh out loud if it was evil attacking Jay White, <laughs> just because it would anger so. No evil people. slander. This is an evil. evil I like evil. Zone. We all I love evil. Know, I we I just know the reactions online, and it, it and it excites me that people would be very angry. Uh, <laughs> But in all seriousness, I do think if Jay White wins, you get something big at the end. I don't know what, obviously, whether that's like Chris said, Kota Ibushi walking back in the door and, you know, trying to get the title. Kota Ibushi could show up either way. He has stories yep. with both, obviously, yep. right? Um, that's a guy that Jay White desperately wants to probably beat with that world title on the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, while Okada, you know, they have the injury to play off of. But I mean, I'm just so excited for this. Like, 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 they're two very different double main events, right? Yes. They're very different matches. They're going to be very different matches, and that's why I'm so invested in both. And I think you don't. It it may feel cold to people on the outside, but if you know these two and you know what they've done, it's not cold. It's yeah. It's like if you put any sort of like I was gonna say any main eventer against Okada at this point, but like. Imagine if it was like Tanahashi and Okada, and they just built it this way. Like, oh well, there's no, uh, there's no built cold. Yeah, they, they don't, they don't need it. You know, they they're kind of built. They have that built in, but it's like Okada, Tokyo Dome main event, Jay White, what he's done, um, in these big matches. I'm very confident uh, this will be. This can be a match of the year contender too. I know people are, you know, we're picking Osprey and Omega. This can do the, just the same in very different ways. It won't shock me if these two, at the end of 2023, people are talking about them as their one and two. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I think, I think with the speed that New Japan's moving at right now, I think we have to see somebody challenge after the match. Mm-hmm. Like, I do think this is one of those Wrestle Kingdoms where you got to see what's next. Yes. Get um, again. All right. Sweet. <laughs> because I that's that Kenta can be kind of fun too. I love um, Kenta. Yeah, I've been loving and Kenta he, and Noah. <laughs> He's yeah, well, yeah, Kenta, Kenta attacking Jay White would be that yeah, would be that, something, that'd right? Be that'd be exciting. uh, that would be confusing though. <laughs> it would but be confusing, but we'll be something. Be good. It would that's be something. Okay. It would I be like a thing. <laughs> um, I and I've got three guys that I want to see walking out okay. of that down that ramp. Hit us and one only one of them. I think I only want to see if. Uh, Okada wins, but if Okada wins, my number one choice is I want to see Shibata walk down that ramp. 
I, would, that, I, I mean, that, that would blow my mind, and I would be so excited. If I saw that, you would have to take out my brain, you know, and then put it back <laughs> in. That's how excited I would be. It would be it would it would fall out of my head, and you got to put it back in. That's how excited I would be. I second choice, think about it. Second choice, Ibushi. Yeah, and Ibushi works for either guy, and I would love it if things yeah. blow over. Um, Okada would be great because that was the last match, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. So yeah. his his arm fell off the same way Shibata's brain was, <laughs> fell was out. removed. <laughs> 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 um, and who else? And who else has lost appendages or, or body parts? <laughs> Who's the third guy? Well, the, I mean, third guy's Kenny Omega, and yeah. that also works for either. It does, right? Yeah. So Ibushi or Omega really works for either, and you know, I think I I think Omega's probably the longest shot just because I I I think he's going to be wrapped up in, in what he's doing with, with Osprey right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think they're going to want to remove him from that quite as immediately. Um, but any of those three dudes shows up at the end of the show and they're sending everyone home happy and psyched for what's coming up next. Yeah. And I think, I really truly think this is a year that that's what they're going to try to do. Yeah. I, I think, you know, this year of, you know, celebrating the anniversary year of New Japan. I think this is this was the year of like, oh yeah, working with everybody and showcasing and all this stuff. But now, you know, kind of we kind of slow, you know, slow burned it a little bit, soft opening the the crowd a little bit. But now we're sort of kicking it into a higher gear with uh, clap crowds in, in the Tokyo Dome. Oh no, sorry, not clap crowds. The the opposite, a very opposite of clap crowds in the Tokyo Dome. I think this is the year where I could see them, you know, along with youth movement, what we've already talked about, along with Western expansion, uh, something that we talked about as well with Dream Queendom with Stardom um, and Bushi Road and everything of that. I, I, you can really see this all coming together as one big. This is the year where New Japan it steps out, comes to play. We have all the stuff that's ready. The rebuilding gears are over. We are here. We are presenting ourselves. New Japan is back. New Japan is fully back to where we were. It is It is fully on board. Get on board. <laughs> Spend that $7 yeah. and get on board uh, because we're going to extreme heights. <clears throat> I, I would, and, I, and I think not only would I love to see that, but it really needs that because it hasn't fully yep. felt like that in the past couple of years. And I think they really need to have a home run for lack of a better term, in the Tokyo Dome, a home run uh, to to really showcase what it needs to be to the Western audience to really win them back as well. It, it feels like this is just the exclamation point to be like, yeah, obviously COVID's not over. COVID's a thing that will sure. exist for forever, but it's their step out of that, right? Mm-hmm. That era. That's what this era's been. You could say rebuild. I'm going to say it's COVID era. It stopped them from doing a lot of things, sure. obviously. Um, and, I mean, you lost Jay White because of it for a year, pretty much. You lost Osprey. Well, Osprey got hurt, but, you know, kind of lost him. This is your – and Omega's back. I mean, that that kind of the full circle type thing too, right? Uh, Omega leaves. He had the 2020 Wrestle Kingdom, which was great. And then you go all back and, you know, the, the Omega promos of I'm coming back to save New Japan. It's it's just good timing. It's all good timing for everyone. And uh, I'm excited for the surprises. I'm excited for the matches. This is the most excited I've been for a New Japan show since, 
I don't know. <laughs> 2020, probably. The 2020 Wrestle Kingdom. This is a great preview because I'm super excited to watch this card now. I'm amped. <laughs> I, would, I wish this card was tomorrow. I don't. I hate that I got to wait it's a couple more close. days. We're pretty I, it's close. pretty close. We're almost there. And with that, my my work is done because I have hyped you guys. No, um, I'm uh, I'm I I couldn't be more excited for this card, and I love that I get to run around and talk to people like you guys yeah. who are um, clearly informed and and willing to be excited about the show. Because yeah. I think there's a lot of people that don't want to be pumped on on New yeah. Japan. They want to live in their you know the world that they've found, right? Yeah. Which is. Right um you know like i said earlier post aew pro wrestling world but Mm -hmm. i mean for my money new japan pro wrestling still the best in-ring product yeah and Mm -hmm. i totally understand getting drained by um clap crowds and and crowds not being able to vocalize and and not not having that same emotional attachment to the product that we've had we had forever before that and we also had that emotional attachment to the product because it was the only product like that. And, yeah. you know, now, yeah, AEW is the competition, but it's also, I think the in the pandemic period, New Japan figured out what their lane is that isn't the same as AEW. It's not right. just like, because AEW is a great television pro wrestling product. Mm-hmm. New Japan is a sport. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's treated and presented that way, and you know, with that said, putting on a, a Wrestle Kingdom card in the Tokyo Dome with, you know, nine matches and only one of them doesn't have a title on the line, like that's that's a sport, yeah. like that's some yeah. important stuff, um, and you know, this is one of the first cards of its of its kind in almost three years now. So, you know, let's let's get into it. And I, I know all these guys are going to show up and give their best. I hope the pacing of the show is good. You know, I'm expecting about a four-hour main card, which is probably about right. Yeah. You know, with some big stuff. They'll probably do the calendar announcements in the middle. They'll have oh, maybe, my favorite part of the show. <laughs> literally my favorite part of the show. Um, You know, maybe you've got, you know, at least one big thing showing up, one big person showing up, and maybe maybe some people coming back right that aren't just kenny omega so it's this is a big 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 turning point show for new japan and you know i I imagine they're going to deliver but we gotta watch and see right right oh yeah and i'm excited uh and i'm very excited to see it well speaking of uh the sport of professional wrestling chris thank you so much for coming on to our show it has been a blast to have you on i know it's been a long uh talk but i think this was a fantastic talk uh so thank you so much for being here uh, and of course, as as common courtesy in the podcast world, Chris, uh, anything to plug to uh, tell the fine people at home? You know, truthfully, I, I don't know exactly where my written Wrestle Kingdom preview is going to show up. So I don't have anything to plug right off the bat. But keep an eye on the official New Japan website because um, it, it might pop up there. Um, if not, it'll probably pop up at Voices of Wrestling, but I will let everyone know at my Twitter, which is at the Chris Samsa, and I'll also be live tweeting Wrestle Kingdom as the matches hit the ring. I will tweet all of my facts and figures and stats just in case Kevin and Chris don't quite get to all of them, which they sure as hell won't. <laughs> so, but they'll all be there on on the Twitter world. So, but thank you guys for having me. This has been a really great time. I'm, I've really enjoyed this. Well, perfect. Uh, Scotty, for you, anything to plug as we close out here? 
No, I'm tired. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny because like I obviously do a lot of things, but I'm just I'm just geared up for this show. Like, truthfully, if you if people have been paying attention, I did a lot of stardom stuff last week, but mm-hmm. it's all about this show now. Um, this is the big one. This is the uh, this is the one I wait for every year. You know, for me, it's 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 wrestle. It's now Stardom Dream Queendom, obviously, because that you know is a annual for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, Wrestle Kingdom as my big, you know, Japan one. And then Royal Rumble at the end of the month because yeah, who Rumble's doesn't love great. the Royal Rumble? You know, WWE can do a lot of things bad, but they did the Royal Rumble bad last year. But Yeah, that was pretty bad Rumble. <laughs> but I do love the Royal Rumble because it just causes instant excitement, and I feel like they're going to try to prove something this year, but it's all in this, like, one-month reign. It's my favorite month of wrestling. So uh, I'll have content, but for now I'm just going to enjoy the – wrestling because that's why we do this was the last royal rumble the shane mcmahon one the shane mcmahon one where he didn't do anything but he wanted to like win the whole thing yeah god damn it rock one and uh ronda one uh, really uh, uh had it, people jumping for joy yeah brock really needed that royal rumble uh accolade um <laughs> anyways uh <laughs> you know you gotta throw those snide comments every once in a while yeah uh thank you again chris for so much being on of course i'll plug scotty's twitter at scott e wrestling uh, oh yeah <laughs> you can follow me on twitter at ryan Knightsey. follow the whole kit and caboodle at count out pod um if you heard the first half we talked about our count out year end awards uh, those nominations were announced early in the show, uh, and we'll have the in the uh, you know on Twitter and all that stuff, but also in the podcast uh, description a link where you can vote on who you consider wrestlers of the year, matches of the year, uh, the whole kit and caboodle. Um, again, thank you, Chris, so much for coming onto the show. It was fantastic talking to you. We would love to have you back uh, whenever you're available. I'm gonna reach out to him for the G1 anytime <laughs> yeah the g1's my next my next big tour is the g1 yeah we'll get in the you g1 said that was your favorite event so i was like oh well i mean that's like obviously you know you want to talk about stats yeah. yeah well that's that's the one yeah. tokyo yeah. dome and g1 i've got separate documents for they're they're hefty i can't wait i can't wait we we definitely gotta have you back uh, but thank you everybody for listening to Ring Post Radio. Uh, we will be back next week with an all new episode talking. You know, we'll probably be reviewing Wrestle Kingdom and giving you our it'll thoughts. Just be Wrestle Kingdom. It'll, uh, be, it'll it, be such a long review. Oh, it will be. It's going to be probably the whole show. Uh, but that's totally fine, and I'm so excited for it. Thank you everybody for listening and watching us on Ring Post Radio. We will see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody. This has been a Countout Podcast.